Attention, this is a matter of national security. After a meteorite crashed into the New Jersey Turnpike, the following digital audio transmission from the You Watch I Listen podcast was intercepted by NASA scientists in the year 2019. The You Watch I Listen podcast is about to start. Sit down, listen close, and try not to die. The You Watch I Listen podcast starts now. Home Depot uh, in Kansas had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, take it out, take it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, suck it nice and slow. <laughs> Couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? He's being Charles Manson all weird. In the middle of it, he cuts her off and goes, Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, take it out, take it Dude, out. Dude, now I see why people followed Charles Manson. He was very straightforward. Yeah, he had the right idea. It's time for the You Watch I Listen podcast, and always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. Well, Taylor, to be fair, I don't think anyone wants to know who you are either. Good. Great. Uh, hi, guys. Terrific. Welcome. You, Welcome. You fucking dickhead. You really started the recording with the well, same. We <laughs> have to let people know this is episode 67 and you watch I Listen. Well, thanks, And dude. just like the first episode you're on, which I think at this point was like 41 or something. It's been a while. Um, 30s. No, I was uh, in the 30s. Thir- thir- like, whatever. Tomato, tomato. Um, like no one cares about you as much now as they did then. So yeah, right. you're, you're shit. Cool. Uh, hi, guys. Welcome to You Watch I Listen. Um, we're kind of getting on our new recording schedule, um, which will be midweek. Um, we can also announce that we will be switching to dropping new episodes um, late Wednesday nights. So um, it's also a little selfishness on my part because I discovered that reco- uh, posting episodes in the middle of the week is like way better for listenership. Yeah. Because so many episodes drop on Mondays and people just get lost in the shuffle. So you do it randomly. They get the notification. They think they're all caught up. Suck too. <laughs> um, so yeah, episode 67 you watch I Listen. Why don't we get into our reads right. and our friends that we have to say thank you to for supporting you watch I Listen. Yes. So... Again, with the NFL season coming up, you know, a lot of people want to start, you know, making a little extra quiche on the side. So, I like quiche. I think. Well, it depends. I mean, do you want quiche or quiche? Like a like a like a broccoli bacon. That's a tasty quiche. She sounds tasty, but. You know, for some that say quiche, others say cash. Um, you know, you definitely want to make some money this betting season. Where should I bet? I think you should bet at this place oh, called Bet DSI. Ooh, can you tell me why I should bet at Bet DSI? Yes, absolutely. Bet DSI has been paying winners for over twenty years. So you're, you're telling me that they've been able to pay out 
betters and winners for 20 years. At least. How is their website? Um, you know, it's the top rated on most on almost all betting reviews. And if sites. I want to use it on my cell phone? Um, you know, they have a great mobile site. Ooh, please and tell they, me and, more. And they, I kind of want to start betting with BetDSI. No, absolutely. So, again, you, you, especially for you guys, you want to use your sports knowledge and make a little extra cash this betting season. Again, very like I was telling you before, a very user-friendly interface and mobile site and absolutely um, amazing customer service. Um, they also had the fastest payouts in the industry. It's simple. You play, you win, and you get paid. BetDSI offers betting options on everything. Bet on MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, UFC, and all other major sports. Politics, reality TV, um, esports, virtually anything. So if I want to bet on Ninja? I think you... you, you To win at Call of Duty? Well, you probably wouldn't get great odds because he's probably the best player in the world. But, you know, you got... I want to bet against Ninja. You're probably going to lose that, too. I would advise against that. But also, you know, we got primaries. We got political... But I could win. We got shut up. Uh, try live betting at BetDSI, where you can bet on games from start to finish, every play, every minute until the very end. New members get 100% bonus match when using promo code YWIL. Stands for You Watch, I Listen. That's more than double your money to start winning today. I play there myself, and I recommend BetDSI if you want to add some extra excitement to sports you love or any other sports you may be watching. Once again, go to BetDSI.com and use promo code YWIL and get this limited uh, limited fuck you limited time 100% bonus offer and a 25 percent $25 free wager to test the waters. Don't miss out and make and go make some extra money uh, this betting season. It's only a game until you bet at BetDSI. And you know what, Taylor? What? If I won some money, right? What? I, if I won some money using BetDSI a lot of money. and I decided I wanted to reinvest that money into something that I'm selling, Okay. I, I need to advertise. And you know who I would call? I uh, Who would you call? I would call Lobo Sound. Really? If I wanted to make a website for what I'm trying to advertise, but I didn't have the means to create a website for myself, do you know who I would call? I think I have have an idea, but I need you to tell me first. I would call Lobo Sound, Damn and that's right. because Lobo Sound's world-renowned commercial production and website construction in English, Spanish, and Polish have made Lobo Sound a fixture in the Chicago radio and digital advertiser communities. But Lobo Sound is not limited just to the greater Chicago area. Alaska, Atlanta, Toronto, Toledo, Hawaii, New Jersey, New York, Montecito, California, wherever you are, Lobo Sound has your back. Lobo Sound can help you reach your target market effectively and, and affordably. affordably. Reach who you want to reach, when you want, on all devices and applications. For more app, uh, more I almost said for more application. For more information, call Lobo Sound at six three. Call Lobo Sound at six three zero two four four nine seven zero four. Again, that is six three zero two four four nine seven zero four. Or you can visit them at lobosound.com. Again, that is lobosound.com. And if you mention you watch, I listen, you will get a ten percent discount. Sick. So again, go to lobosound.com or call them at six three zero two four four nine seven zero four. And now we're going to pass our third read for our good friends at the hashtag Shots for Likes podcast. Shots for Likes. To Josh the Engineer. Because let's see what Josh can do with a little uh, voiceover work. Welcome. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Just uh, that that was four Shots for Likes. Sorry. Oh, I you're apologize. saying you're apologizing for apologize. how much it's going to suck? Yeah, I apologize. Okay. Should I do it like a super radio voice? Yes, 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 yes absolutely. <laughs> do it like Don Imus. <laughs> Guess what, bros and broads? Fudge and Finn's hashtag Shots for Likes <laughs> podcast is bringing video into the mix. Not only can you continue to listen on iTunes. Video, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Tell him, Fred. Hey, now. I invented the merger. Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> Not only can you not only can you continue to listen on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher, you will now be able to watch them stream their episodes every Saturday night at 
11 p.m. Eastern Standard after. Time. After 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, your favorite booze-consuming podcast will be discussing sports, video games, and embarrassing drunken stories Don streaming Irish. on Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. Visit the websites below to enjoy and to enjoy, to watch and enjoy the assholery. Twitch.tv forward slash shots for likes podcast. Mixer.com forward. forward. I did say forward slash. No, yeah, why? I know, but that, why? That's how you're supposed to say, say it. Just, I just say, say slash. Doesn't right, matter. People let, get it. People let him do his own ad to it, man. Hey, Josh, do this read. Hey, Josh, do this read, but I'm going to be Vince McMahon in your ear the whole time. It's such good shit. Go ahead. Mixer.com forward slash shots for likes podcast. Visit shotsforlikespodcast.com and click on the YouTube icon up top to watch on YouTube. Drink with us, and, and as always, don't be We should like we should trademark that so they can't use it. <laughs> yes, I would love like it. A, a sound bite now. I fucking love it. All right, guys. Uh, again, episode sixty-seven. You watch. I listen. That was good, Josh. I'm yeah, proud of you for that. That was pretty good. You, that was you, you, you I'm not gonna. The Howard Stern stuff was fucking funny. Well, yeah, the Howard, yeah. I invented video, Robin. Who? Who? Robin's on E. Who? Who? Tell him, Fred. I invented. I invented, I invented the merger. Yeah, Ooh, hoo, hoo. yeah they got to pay me more. Uh, you can just do Imus and look like a couple of nappy-headed hoes. <laughs> and then he, then he apologizes. He goes, oh, I'm sorry I said that. I you know apologize. what, though? For, for as shitty as Imus and Howard are, are they, could they be anywhere near as bad as Jason fucking Ellis? Ugh, I can't. Ellis is rough, dude. It, I've been telling you, when you were like into him, I was like, dude, he sucks. Well, because yeah. like, it was like... Well, he sells it well to the laymans. Well, like, he, when you first hear him, you're like, Oh, he's kind of like you're listening to, to Jackass on the radio. So yeah. he 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 got ruined for me when he was doing an interview with Against Me, um, mm-hmm. uh, the lead singer. I remember Lord, this. Lord yeah, Jane yeah. Grace. You know, uh, oh, what the hell he was could, it? Kept making gay jokes the no, whole time. No transition. Tran- so, oh, tra- so so tra- so, he, so he became a she and was like, I can't do an Australian accent. He's like, well, you know, he's I nigh. It's like, oh no, you got a dick. You still have sex with men, huh? Oh, and it's like, like it just turned into like fucking shitty jokes. It wasn't even funny. Well, I just, I, I hated I, when I started to really hate him is when he tried to like pose, like posed as he was this big MMA fighter. It wasn't, well, dude. I yeah. respect it. He'll go in fight there. Shane Carwin. Shane Carwin had his hand tied behind his back. He still got knocked out. I respect out. it. He'll go out there and try that stuff. He's obviously a little unhinged. The reason I st- I dev- never really liked him, like he was funny when he first came on the scene because Australian guy does dumb shit. So O and A got him on Sirius XM. Yeah. Right. He, they were on his channel, and then he moved. And then he started bad-mouthing him all the time. And yeah. then, of course, he did the same thing everyone did when they f- talked shit about ONA. The second they went back at them, they backed down. Mm-hmm. See, Howard, to his credit, he would never let them even try. He wouldn't try going with them because his ONA fans were worse than the uh, than Howard fans. Yeah. The Howard fans were bad. The ONA fans, the pest, took it to another level. All right, why don't we get into our reviews? Um, Taylor. Why don't you go first? I went first last week. All right, so you gave me SLC Punk. SLC Punk, a classic that's like part of Josh's and I childhood. Dude, that was a very popular movie. Starring uh, Matthew the, Lillard. The dude from Without a Paddle and also Shaggy from Scream. And, 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 and he was in Scream. I feel a little woozy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking He's stupid. Drooling. So this this movie's very interesting. Now, I want to say um, they're, they're like the main takeaways I have from it, the stuff I didn't like, was sure. too many jump cuts. Yeah, of course. It's like it's, it's a little to too like much, a, but it's, it's also very... It's very it's very manic because half the time it's because he's on acid, so he's having just a weird they make, train they make of the thought. Movie, like, so I understand how his thought process was. So I understand that. I, I do get, dude. That was great. Um, I loved uh, Hugo Stiglitz as the fucking um, as the drug dealer yes. from Inglorious Bastards. F- fantastic. He was great. You know, he just starts shooting the guy. He's shooting at the guy. He's like, "What? I'm sorry. I apologized." Yep. But um, it was honestly a lot of fun. Um, 
I like how it just gradually goes through the hypocrisy of the underground punk movement yep. and just how silly anarchists and shit like that, how it actually, how like silly it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of real moments in it, like when uh, Heroin Bob dies, he's known, end, he's known for not having... Being straight edge, and being, then he, he's sick and he's drinking the one night. And the one time, like he took he, like a handful of Percodone, yeah. Percodone and then he, then he dies. Percocet? No, no, it was, it was Percodone. Percodone, okay. yeah. They probably couldn't get the right yeah, player. Yeah, probably, it's a so small, that's fair. That, how, low budget, like, how low budget was this movie? I mean, you look at it, there wasn't, like none of these guys were big names at that point. No, like, the biggest name in the movie was probably Devin Sawa, who was the one that got stuck in the acid trip because it bled through his leg. My, my, my friend Devin Sawa. <laughs> um, and it, he... It, it was really funny because you see him down the road, Jason Siegel in it, kicking ass. Dude, J- Jason Siegel is like is like so funny to me in this movie because it's at the end because like they're all talking about going to college and how Steve Oak he's gonna get in the Har- he he got accepted in the Harvard mm-hmm. Law School and shit like that. Now I'm gonna make a reference that maybe only Josh will understand. Okay. So at the end of the movie when they goes, well I want to go I want to go to school I want to be a lawyer and I want to stu- or like, I want to study plants I want to save the plants I'm like. So this is how Marshall Erickson got his start. He wanted to save the fucking plants. That's how I met your mother reference. Okay, I got you. But um, it was honestly a lot of fun. Um, how hard did it hit you when they found Heroin Bob? Because when I first saw it, I mean, I was a lot was, younger than yo, you. That was such a real that moment. Was, it was fucked I up, remember, man. I don't, when that movie was like starting to make the rounds with people our age, I didn't know a single person that didn't at a minimum like tear up when that happened because y- you kind of fell in love with the characters throughout because they did such a good balance of pointing out the hypocrisy, these silly things happening, them fighting Nazis in convenience stores and awesome. shit. And it's just like a fun movie. The part where they cut to him talking to his parents, Shooter McGavin, and he's got the gigantic mohawk. Yeah, he's, got the, he's got the Liberty. Light, lighting up a cigarette. Oh, he's got the fucking Liberty spikes. Yeah. Now, it's I, I very much um, I can um, sympathize and I see the appeal here because I, I I wasn't around for the real punk stuff. Yeah, in sure. The 80s I mean, and we 90s. technically weren't either. Right. I went to a ton. Of, I went. I saw the casualties a shit ton of times. Yeah, so right. I w- went to a lot of these types of shows. But I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I would say I'm still relatively a part of, uh, you know, the the, the emo the general punk community, rock, the punk rock. At least you're yeah. part of like the the general com- community. I would, I would say I'm, I'm more LGBTQ community. <laughs> plus, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm more of a historian, I guess, sure. with the music. So it, it, it was, it was just fun listening to bands like yeah, Fear. Yeah, the argument about the. Who did punk form in the in the oh, America the with the Ramones or the, the Ramones in London? And I was and I like how he goes. Who gives a shit? It's still fucking it's music because yeah. he's because he's right. Even though I just I prefer the Ramones. That's, that's I love why this. I thought you would like the movie, just because the way it shows, like it's just about the scene, it's just about the music. Love We're it. here to have fun, and then it brings in those moments where you kind of have to grow up. And yeah, it's even before Heroin Bob dies, when he's starting to realize like what's going on. Well, I, that part when when Heroin Bob dies and he's like, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this. You're a fucking pose. Or only fucking posers die. Yeah, exactly. There's there's a lot of realness to that because sure, sure. because again, I think he's what is he 18 years old in the movie? Like that's the, his a little character bit older. is 18, I think he's 19. Like, yeah, in that ballpark, right? Yeah. So you know he's still relatively he's really feeling the real world at this point. So that's a very real thing. Yeah. Not only did he lose his friend, but it was a wake up call for him. Yeah. So and then I like how you know how he starts like literally just seeing he sees like the writing on the wall. It's like sure. all right, he's like fuck anarchy, fuck this, fuck you. And then I like at the end the 
little monologue that he has where he's like, you know, there's no, the best way to, you know, mess up the system is do it from within. And then he's just smiling at the camera and he goes, I know what you're thinking. I'm a fucking poser. Movie ends. Yeah. I thought it was fucking awesome. It's the perfect ending because it's just, it caps off what the whole point of the movie was. And I don't know why, but I love when characters talk to the camera. When they break the fourth wall. I love it. Yeah. And when it's done well. I very much, Absolutely. I very much enjoyed this movie and I'm very happy I bought it. Okay. A little expensive for a movie. How much was it? It was $12. 12 Okay. Still I mean, trying to fucking recoup their budget. So yeah, I was doing, so I was well, doing they, a little bit of... They made a sequel of, recently. I was doing a yeah, little bit did. of research while, after you asked. So the budget for the movie was uh, just over $600,000. Okay. And they only made $200,000. I believe that because it was an indie film, but they yeah. uh, it became a cult film, so I'm sure on DVD sales... Yeah, they've made, they've made, they've made the I mean, the fact back. that the, the, the sequel that I didn't see and I don't know anyone that did, and I think I know like one person, they said it wasn't very good, that got crowdfunded and it made like $750,000. Pretty sure they made their money back eventually. Yeah. It became like a cult film, like a Donnie Darko kind of thing. Well, yeah, I, I like this movie better than Donnie Darko. Sure, me too. But, I like um, Donnie Darko, I, but I like this better. This, this, uh, this is, yeah, unpopular opinion. I fucking hate Donnie Darko. Okay, fine. I don't feel as bad saying it. I can't stand it. Either. I don't hate I it. Fucking I, dumb. I haven't watched it in years. Hold I loved on. it when I was young, though. Time out. Seven out of ten. Donnie Darko sucks. Yeah. Why? Okay, so uh, all right, the whole thing with the fucking rabbit, like I don't get it. It gets it's fucking stupid. The mm. plane fucking falls out of the sky. There's so much shit going on, and it's just it's just it just fucking slogs along to me. It's just fucking it's boring. boring. It's yeah, boring it's a very slow move. I maybe I need to revisit it because I know like I, maybe I liked it in middle school because I was the cool thing to like. Yeah, like, dude, I, everybody I also, was into it. I read you know, the like, comic. Oh, yeah, I had, he fucking I had, yelled at the principal and all dude, that shit. Yeah, like, I like, had the comic. I had uh, the uh, Johnny the homicidal maniac. I read I like all that, that shit. shit. Dude, yeah. I, I dude, I I'm not gonna. Lie. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm excited to fucking watch that Invader Zim movie on uh, on Netflix. I, have, I gotta watch that too. I gotta watch that. Okay. Um, okay. So your album, Taylor, you gave me Four Year Strong explains yeah. it all. And this is a cover album, '90s cover and record. So a cover album, I go into with. I think with a cover album, you kind of have to change your expectations not lower them but you got to change them because you're hearing a different take on something especially from the 90s that you've known forever yeah, like for the sure. first time you hear uh alien ant farm smooth criminal you hear the atari's boys of summer so with this one i was like what am i getting into and um while i can't say i love the album i genuinely enjoyed it it was a fun listen i feel like this would translate even better to a live show oh, because it's it's one of those things i feel like you got to feel it there like you're like when you first hear someone like if you're at a concert and a band does a surprise cover you're like, I think I know this. I think I know this. And then the fucking, it drops and it comes to you and you're able to keep up with it because you know the words. You know where the breakdowns are coming. Dude, the, their version of Roll to me is so much so fun. What's funny is what I did was I wrote down each song and I wrote down if I liked it better or worse than the original as well. So the first Fair. the first song was So Much the Afterglow, Everclear, which is Everclear, which is also a great album. Dude, Everclear does not get enough love. No, Everclear is a very good band. They're fucking um, awesome. So I actually really, really like this cover. I gave it a four and I put it on the same level as the original. Um, it it kind of almost had the same feel as the original to it. Yeah. They didn't change too much of it. You can't really change it that much. You know what I mean? Yep. So that one got a four, and I thought it was on the same level. Um, the second song was Story of a Girl. I gave that a five because I liked it significantly better than the original. Yeah, dude. Um, the next one was Alanis Morissette's Ironic. I gave that a two. I didn't hate it. Weak. But it, it was weak, and I think that is such an iconic it song is. that it's one that, like, how can you touch well, it? That that whole album. Yeah, the whole album. I mean, it, to me, it's one of the top ten albums of the 90s, yeah. personally. Top 
top five. Um, so this one, the next one I gave a one because I did not like this. Bullet with Butterfly Wings, Smashing you didn't, Pumpkins. You really didn't like it? I love the original song. I love that album. And See, I, I love old thing. Smashing I'm, Pumpkins. I'm not even like the biggest Smashing Pumpkins fan, but I like that song. I like their take on it. It's uh, so different. It was like different, it. but I think I, I hold the original in such a different kind of light. And I like the pacing in the original more. How it goes from like, it gets heavy on the chorus and then it's just like kind of methodic. Yeah, for build sure. Up. Um, the next one was Semi-Charm Life. Three, not as good, but it was a good cover. Third Eye Blind, Semi-Charm Life. It's good, Bob. Um, this next one was Spiderwebs by No Doubt. I gave that a two because I actually really, really like Spiderwebs. I love that whole fucking album by No Doubt. See, when, that's the thing. I'm not a big No Doubt so fan. So I'm not either. And uh, one of the main reasons is because um, when Gwen Stefani went to a solo act, I kind of thought it was dick that she kind of just abandoned No Doubt. I thought, and I didn't like how she talked about some of her times with Sublime, like she was a bigger deal to them than she was. But Ralph actually gave me that out the album that has Spiderwebs on it on the show, and I went in with dog shit expectations, and I was blown away by it. It was like a genuinely good album. Early No Doubt was fucking dude, killer, dude. That the album that this was on, I'm not remembering the name of it right now. It was a genuinely great album, and Spiderwebs is a great song. And it yeah. wasn't even before I, whole, I heard the whole. I might need to album. revisit just because, like, Listen, I never really gave it everything, everything up to when they started getting poppy. So everything up to Rocksteady, like good, Rocksteady. Rocksteady is where they start getting dog shit. Okay. Is that like, with Hella yeah, Good on it? Yeah, that's yeah. the one with Hella Good. Uh, but everything before, fucking killer, dude. Yeah. Like, they were real. Like, they they were actually ska. No, they were. Dude, their bass player's amazing. The drummer's amazing. Dude, Taylor, listen to that album. You'll yeah. really like it. All right. Um, the next song was Roll To Me. That was a four. That was so better. Much fun, that was dude. much better. I love that. Um, so this one surprised me the most. And this was one of what I remember of it was one of the most popular songs of my childhood. When this song was out, it was huge, and that was Sugar Ray's Fly. Dude, that was a massive song. I and I still, dude, I still fly. like the song. It's, and a good, high, high, it's, high. A, it's a good song. Like, it still holds up. And I was like, this could be a hard one to do. And it was a really, really good cover. What's I his gave name? that a McGrath? four. Yeah, Mark McGrath. Mark McGrath. He's yeah. like deaf now. Dude, I love that, um, I love that they had Travis McCoy do, uh, Travis McCoy from Gym Class Heroes do the, uh, like, do yeah, the, yeah. No, the that, was, that, was, that was really cool. Yeah, that was fun. Um, the next one, this was my least favorite on the song, and I was in blue. Nirvana's in bloom. I really didn't like that. Again, I think that Nirvana sound is such a weird one to touch. Just, that whole grunge era, they're really hard songs to cover because grunge has the most the most unique sound. Like, can you picture someone covering distinct. Alice in Chains? No. Like, it's it's really hard to do because... No. Every, I don't know why I just got chills thinking about that. Yeah, exactly. Why. Like, so for me, it was tough. Um, the next one, you know what's funny? This song, She Really Loved You, I had no recollection of this song at all. Um, so this was like my first... I, I've probably heard it at some point, the original. I went to listen to it and I couldn't remember it. Right. But um, that was a good one. I gave that a three. That was fun. And the next, last song was She's So High, a very popular song from when we were in elementary school. The one-hit wonder band. I gave that a four. That was better than the original. They took like a couple of these like really fruity songs and they unfruited them. <laughs> they de-seeded the fruit okay. from the fruit. Okay. Um, so um, this album, I'll give a three and a half out of five. It's fun, Again, man. I wouldn't call it anything you know groundbreaking, spectacular, but it was a very fun fun listen a very easy listen enjoyable and this is one like live i would be so down for it would, dude i'm telling you four years strong i think they've pulled that role to me once and they pulled out so much for the afterglow and i want to go back oh, to dude, what i was saying before killer. dude one 190s man that seriously does not get enough love is ever clear ever clear was how great. good they were well, well, you think about how they kind of evolved too because they started out a band that was just about doing drugs and like partying dude, and then they mature, they matured very quickly like, and like, even like the shit with like Father of Mine on it Wonderful well, AM Radio dude, those were all uh, really good albums I love it all you gotta do is listen to their greatest hits their greatest hits oh, compilation it's, it's which fantastic. is fantastic uh, this is so I think it's called So Far Gone like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A, a compilation it's it's just amazing from start to finish I absolutely love that I actually saw them at, Man at Mount Airy Lodge in, cool. um, oh, um, in, in Pennsylvania right <laughs> 
but it's like a seated venue. So like everyone is sitting down and they're they're still doing the punk rock thing. They're all jumping up and down, going fucking nuts. And he, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he just goes on the record. He goes, "Well, welcome to Everclear." Uh, <laughs> He's like, "Welcome to Everclear um, uh, Showtime oh. Hour." Everclear Showtime Hour, because everyone's just sitting there drinking their fucking whiskey sours <laughs> and they're jumping around trying to start mosh pits, and no one's fucking doing yeah, anything. Of course, I mean, old Everclear was actually much heavier. Um, okay, why don't we get into some shit? Um, why don't okay, we get into our so, picks? so no, no, oh, thank you, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, yeah, we, I'm we, being we a, skip over that part. I'm being a dringus. I'll say if we skip over that, but not the ad reads, there's seriously something wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Usually, that's what we miss. All right, um, want me to go first? Yes. All right, Taylor, movie I'm gonna give you, and I hope you haven't seen this. I don't think you've seen this. This was a very uh, under the radar movie, despite having two big stars in it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I would call it a sci-fi drama, black comedy kind of. Okay. So it's matching all genres you really like, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, this movie's called Colossal. Okay. It no, stars no uh, Jason Sudeikis and Anne Hathaway. Um, it, it so yeah, it's that's so interesting. Right under the radar, like two big stars, right? Yeah. And you don't know them. And so I, I'm try- the way I want to describe the premise of this movie. Picture a um, uh, great. Oh, I'm trying to think of the right way. Okay, woman that um down on her luck, right? She moves back to her childhood home. Okay, runs into one of her old childhood friends. They reconnect. She's trying to figure her life out, and then a Godzilla movie happens. I'm in. Okay. 100%. Not like full on a Godzilla movie, but hints of it. Um, a, a monster movie comes into play. It takes these weird twists and turns. I went into this movie almost knowing nothing about it. Uh, a friend recommended it to me. I don't remember. I watched it with the landlord. Fucking loved it. Okay. I it, loved if it. If this turns into a time when Greg is like, yo, you should watch this movie. What's it called? Uh, you know, Gary really likes it. It's called Event Horizon. Event Horizon. <laughs> I do like Event Horizon, which they're turning into a series, I'm by the way. I'm just saying, because, like, I was like, a, oh, it'll no, be cool. No, it's not like that. It, it's not, there's the no, dude like, from Jurassic Park's in no, it. No, it's not like twisted Satan, uh, Jesus. blood everywhere and shit. Um, it's a very grounded movie, despite okay. dealing in these very fantastical and, elements. And I, I like how you use the uh, Godzilla movie, because I just saw the newest Godzilla, and I'm absolutely in love with it. Was It was awesome, dude. It was fucking fantastic. Um, so Colossal is my pick for you. I think you're really going to like this one because where this movie goes and how it happens will surprise you. Cool. Okay. So now the album I'm giving you this week, you actually called it two weeks ago, and this is a new album dropped by this band, Knock Loose. It is A Different Shade of Blue. This album just came out, I believe it was a week ago. Um, to me, right now, not to hype it up anymore because you've already listened to them, it's a little more of the same, but... This is easily until I hear something different. This is the this is the best album of the year. Okay, hands fucking down. Um, so knocked loose coming off their uh, their debut album laugh tracks. They really like it was. It's hard for it's hard when you're in that genre. It's hard to go somewhere different, and they just changed everything up here. And I swear to God, it shouldn't work, but it does. It's more of the same, but it turns into um, you all right. I'm good. No, I know. Yeah. But it turns into, like, just heaviness and more heavy. And when you think... <coughs> and when you think it's... okay? It, yeah, I'm fine. When you <laughs> think it's... cube caught in his throat. <laughs> <laughs> Is this okay? Uh, <laughs> it is not. And, um, and when you think they're done, nah, they come back okay. for more. So think of it as you're in, you're in, a, you're in a war. You're is it in, anything like Smash Mouth? <laughs> no. Okay, I just wanted to be sure. No. So, so, th- so think of it as... Lit? No, think of it as Robbie Lawler versus Rory McDonald. Oh, okay. So where it just doesn't fucking stop. Got you. Your nose gets broken, and you come back for more. And then you're saying, "Come in the center of the ring," and then you go to get up to continue the round, and then you fall down or, because you definitely okay. have CTE. Okay, <laughs> sure. well that or 
Think of think of it as the last ten seconds of Ricardo Lamas versus Max Holloway. Uh, point at the that's ground a, and throw the fuck down. Yes. Okay. You don't need to say anything else. That's Just what give me this one song is. that you want me to highlight. Belleville. I was going to say Belleville is the one I've heard about. Yes. Yeah. Because so we were at Manfro's birthday last week, and and, and, and still I want no mistakes like fractures. The other okay. one I love those. Two. We were we were at Manfro's birthday last week, and me and Taylor are outside. I'm smoking a cancer stick. And um, I was like, uh, do you know what album you're going to give me? I turned one down. Yeah, it was like, uh, do you know what album you're going to give me? He's like, yeah. I'm like, is it Knocked Loose? And he goes, no, dude, it's not. I'm like, okay, is it Knocked Loose? He starts smiling. <laughs> He's like, you fucking Such asshole. Such a fucking piece of shit. How, uh, how would you feel about taking on a second album this week? Count me in. Okay. Sure, hit me. So I really like the way that you reviewed um, last week's uh, record. So I'm going to give you The Anatomy Of by Between the Buried and Me. It's a t- it's a front to back my man cover record uh-huh. okay all covers uh, I'm gonna highlight three songs for you because it's crazy the range that they have is Just, there a specific genre that they're covering no okay so they're covering everything from metal to classic rock got you uh, so I'm gonna give you I'm gonna highlight Blackened okay. which is a Metallica yep. cover Kickstart My Heart which oh. is a Motley Crue cover yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm actually I'm gonna give you four uh, Bicycle Race okay I know you of love course. Queen. And Cemetery Gates. Okay, that's all I need to hear, man. Cool. I'm actually down for that. Um, I, I the cover album thing Yo, is cool, man. Josh because with the curveball. Yeah, I'm that's fine with that. I'm awesome. fine with that. You know, with, when I get a curveball, I, I you know you just stay stay level and you swing. You stay unless in the you're Carlos Beltran in Game Six of the 2006. NLCS Game 7, excuse me, looking at Adam Wainwright's curveball. Um, okay, guys, let's talk about what's been going on this week. Um, what's been going on this week? People are mad. About what? Uh, Dave Chappelle. Okay, um, okay. Yes, yes, let's talk, let's please. Okay, did you watch the new special, Josh? I haven't watched it yet. Okay, you need to. That needs to be like time. priority viewing. But I, I, I don't, instead, say, of watching, but, but, instead of watching Endgame... For the probably the 25th <laughs> time. How about you watch that and you okay. finally watch The so, Witch? Okay, so here's... Because <laughs> yes, a month ago, I'm going to watch The Witch. No, no I didn't. You twat. Josh, you need to watch... Listen, I hate... You watch The Fucking Witch. So I haven't seen this either, but I... You didn't watch it yet either. Okay, But I've read I've read the material that's in question, and I think... People. See, this is the thing. Okay, so so <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, so here's the thing. You said you read the material in question. Even doing that, going into the mindset of being comedian, it does not do the context justice whatsoever. Probably because not. I Dave Chappelle that. in this special delivers things in such a brilliant way. And people, the big thing people got mad about in this one are the same thing as the last one, uh, the trans transgender thing, and people are mad about the child molestation jokes. And the way he delivers them, he straight up says, I know I'm doing victim blaming. He's framing victim blaming and the absurdity of it and making it funny. And again, anything can be joked about if it wasn't for you. And I got to give respect. I'm forgetting her name right now. I believe it was Katie Barnes on Twitter. Um, she works for ESPN. She writes for them. We got into a pretty spirited discussion on Twitter. I saw this. And she was super cool. It was actually a very good very good discourse back and forth, despite disagreeing. Um, I want to give her major respect. She actually reached out to me. Um, we're going to do something with her in the future, talk to her, even just d- discuss it. At no point did it get nasty or hostile, despite being a subject that people want to get nasty and hostile about. Um, and she understood the words I was saying. It was very cool. So the thing with the Dave Chappelle stuff... People got mad about the transgender stuff, and they got mad about the child molestation. What's, like, Josh, and you should be able to answer this better than anyone here. What is, like, the number one issue over the last few years that people say they want to take away from people? Oh, guns. Guns, okay. He makes light of school shootings. Yeah. Like, pretty much uh, regularly through there. And you don't hear any outrage about that, which shows the faux outrage all across the board on all this shit. So... If you here's one thing that I noticed today that really really annoyed me. A lot of the people that are 
trashing Dave and what he's mm-hmm. doing and what he's saying are women. And a lot of sure. these women are pointing out that men are coming after them for what they are saying about Dave now. And then I saw Twitter's someone such a cesspool. I saw someone backtrack a little bit like, oh, you know, I've seen Dave in the past. I was actually at this special, and it's not as funny as it used to be. I remember I used to laugh the whole way through a Dave Chappelle special. Oh, really? I'm gonna pull. A, I'm gonna. I'm gonna read a transcript from Killing Him Softly. Okay, which is probably one of the yes, best stand-up. That is, that is one of my favorite so stand-up keep in mind, specials of all time. This is this is a social justice warrior woman who says that she <laughs> used to find Dave Chappelle extremely funny, would laugh at every bit of his jokes. This, sure. this, this is, one, is an this, expert. Okay, this is when he had a mustache, dude. Yeah. The girl says, "Oh ho, wait a minute. Just wait a minute. Because I'm dressed like this, this does not make me a whore. Which is true, gentlemen. That is true. Just because they dress a certain way doesn't mean they are a certain way." Don't ever forget it. But ladies, you must understand that that shit is fucking confusing. It just is. Now that would be like me, Dave Chappelle, the comedian, walking down the street in a cop uniform. Somebody might run up to me saying, oh, thank God, officer, help us. Come on, they're over here. And I say, oh, just because I'm dressed like this does not make me a police officer. See what I mean? All right, ladies, fine. You're not a whore, but you're wearing a whore's uniform. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's so, that's the thing. Like, you, you, like, oh, you thought that was funny. You yeah, thought that was funny. All those <laughs> <laughs> funny. So the one thing I got to tell everyone, and I want to give away Yo, one. Listen, lo- Josh, I love you. Your cadence is awful. <laughs> I, what, I'm not a fucking comedian. That's why he's doing our ad reads. That's yeah. so, so I'm he, not a comedian. So I'm an asshole. One thing when you guys watch a special, Same and I highly, I highly suggest that you watch it as soon as possible. I will. Watch it through the credits because there was a 23 minute epilogue after, and it was a Q and A he did with fans at different shows he had done. Right. And he talked. He talks regularly about how mad transgender community got at him for the last special. And he said at one of his shows there was a transgender woman in the front named Daphne that was laughing harder at everything than anyone else. And he even says like, then I realized I was getting into the transgender jokes, and she laughed all the way through. And after the show, she was at the bar, and I went up and I talked to her, and she said basically how she saw she heard about his last special in the New York Times and how it was transgender and that um, it, that, uh, it was a problem and I remember see- hearing about you when Chappelle's show was going on and people got really mad about the R. Kelly videos that I pee on you because people said he was normalizing pedophilia and things of that nature sure. and the transgender woman said to him then why shouldn't your jokes be able to transgender our movement and it, it's very true. Humor, comedy normalizes things. It normalizes tragedy. It normalizes the taboo subjects in the world. It doesn't make them right. Just because you joke about pedophilia, it doesn't mean people are suddenly, oh, it's okay to be a better pedophile. It normalizes the sickness in this world. And just like Rupert Pupkin said, you take the awful, terrible things in your life and you turn them into something funny. I, th- I can't, I can't, I can, I can barely count normally. But I can I, I, it's hard to keep count of how many times we have to keep having the same fucking conversation about stand-up comedians. Yeah, of course. Like, it's the same shit over and over again. It happened to Tom Segura not too long ago about build a wall around Louisiana, which is fucking hilarious. Dude, it's fucking... But dude. what I'm saying is, like, it just, it's the same thing every time. People getting pissed about a shitty joke, yada, yada, yada. Dude, I'm Lu- so like, like, you know, dude, like, even the Louis C.K. stuff. It wasn't funny, but it's still funny to some people. Who cares? Yeah. This is just another... He dude, jokes about all, Louis in the new special. Dude, Kevin Hart. Dude, like, first of all, Dave Chappelle, out of everyone that's doing stand-up comedy right now is honestly outside of Kevin Hart Kevin Hart is very popular not that great but he's popular yeah Dave Chappelle is one of the most insightful brilliant he always has and been. honestly just one of the most outright funniest people to walk this planet since Richard Pryor I'm going on record I, honestly saying that. I, I had this discussion with someone about it and they asked where I rank Chappelle and like stand-up comedians and I said when Chappelle's show ended he was probably top 10 all time at a minimum top 15 right comes back and now he's in the conversation of top five if not top three because his ability to keep creating new content and the thing i loved about this one is he came out on stage and he immediately 
pointed a metaphorical gun at the critics and the social justice warriors and went right the fuck at them Dude. about everything. That was his goal because the last time getting called transphobe and shit like that. He's bringing up points. He's saying things that these people don't want to. And by these people, I don't mean the LGBTQ community. I mean the social justice warriors that they don't want to acknowledge that they don't understand why people feel a certain way. Dave is helping you understand it via humor. And because you don't find it funny doesn't mean other people can't find it funny. And it certainly doesn't mean Dave Chappelle or any other stand-up comedian can't make those jokes. So I just want to piggyback off you what you just said, because I've been seeing a lot on on uh, Facebook specifically, because I've been kind of getting back and just mm-hmm. reading shit on Facebook. So there's a lot of people I'm friends with that are, you know, that are from are in, are in the LGBTQ sure, community. Sure, I know you're and, part of it. And, and that's not true. <laughs> and, and they feel very strongly about, the wh- about, what they, about what Dave has said. Yeah. And a lot of people are saying the same thing over again. I'm seeing it. It's a lot of Reddit posts, a lot of Tumblr posts. There's a lot of people saying the darkest corners of the internet. It's not. It's like it's not. It's not. It's it's not insightful. It's just being hateful. Yada yada yada. And my whole thing is listen. I have no problem if you want to disagree. I have no problem if you don't think you that's don't funny. have to find it funny, dude. There are there's there's certain things from certain comedians I just don't find funny. Sure. So what I do is. I fast forward it because it's on Netflix. Or if I happen to be at a show, I'm gonna stand there, take it, and I you won't leave. laugh. You, dude, no, I won't laugh because. Dude. And, and then oh. those are people that go out and scream, and it's like you're not fucking funny. Okay. Shit, like like hecklers. Like oh, it's so just another part of the blog. He's talking about he was working the material at like a small club in San Francisco, and it, and he got to some uh, Me Too stuff. Right? He's like, I knew it was gonna be a problem. We're in San Francisco, <laughs> and in the middle of it, this woman starts crying hysterically, and she gets up to leave, and she says, "I'm." So sorry I was raped and Dave goes you know what I am sorry you got raped it wasn't your fault but it wasn't my fault either ta-ta bitch <laughs> like dude it's so brilliant because it wasn't your it wasn't her fault it wasn't Dave's fault that happened and because you don't like it doesn't mean other people can't make jokes about it not talking about you this was going back to when Daniel Tosh got in hot water because he made a rape joke and some woman said rape is never funny of course it's not funny and he said imagine if everyone here just raped her right now what are the odds? Oh, I remember of, that. What are the odds of that happening? You're taking the most ridiculous scenario. That's like saying, "What if I just got into a plane and flew right now?" I, I, it's not going to happen. Or people got pissed at Daniel Tosh when he said something about AIDS with like Magic Johnson. You know, oh was, God, you can't you say that? anything about AIDS. Yeah, just, I'm just saying. Like, just no, you could but, say anything now. But people Dave, get I mean, all the things he talked about. He talked about Louis C.K. He talked about Kevin Hart and the Oscars thing. He talked about school shootings. He he took all the things that people have made Dude, their target. My, my favorite thing is when he first made his comeback, and you were. Was like footage of him like working as material in other places and he was like you know it's, I was gone for so long I want to come back do some stand up you know it's kind of hard when you watch Keen Peel do your damn show for the last 10 years <laughs> that, like, that was great that it's was, just like dude he's and here's the other thing you could say about him Dave has more integrity possibly than any other stand up comedian short <laughs> of Richard Pryor and George Carlin because his mother fucker, fucker walked away mother from, from that contract <laughs> He, my name is Jeff. That motherfucker, the contract he walked away from, a Comedy Dude. Central with Chappelle show, to just go fuck off to South Africa and just disappear for a while. Yeah. His integrity is unmatched, and he's a genuinely good dude. You never hear any controversy about Dave Chappelle outside of people that think there needs to be controversy because they don't like his comedy. I forget which stand-up special it was where the whole intro... It actually could have been Dave, it was actually Dave Chappelle's block party where he's walking around his hometown in yeah, Ohio yeah. and he's like and he goes to he goes to the pharmacy he goes to the drugstore and everyone knows him there and he's just super nice he's just a normal dude Motherfucker who's the funniest person a on the free planet concert yep. block party dude with Talib Kweli dude with Talib Kweli with fucking Kanye West Common, with the with the roots 
Woods was common. Common, yeah, dude. Like, dude, you know what's so funny? Like, I am one of the biggest Chappelle f- show fans you'll ever meet. It's in my top three sh- regular just shows in general of all time. Yeah. Nothing's ever made me laugh harder. And I, when I was younger, I would skip a lot of the music guests. And if you go and watch it now, like the guests he had, you're like, yo, Kanye before dude, he even threw the dude. wire. Yo, do yo, do, uh, Erica Badu. Erica Badu, yeah. Ooh. People don't realize this. If you go back to uh, the DMX episode, uh, that's not the regular version of Rough Riders yeah, Anthem. Dude, he, he completely dude, freestyled that. He alters that. it. And just to see how brilliant he is. And another stand-up special I just watched um, was Colin Quinn's Red State, Blue State on Netflix, which isn't... I wouldn't necessarily call it stand-up because it was a Broadway thing. And it's, it's just... a one-man show. It's a comedy spoken word kind of thing. And it's pointing out the insanity... From the left, the right, the red, the blue, and where the origins of so much of this comes from, and our political discourse, and where has it gone? And Colin Quinn has been one of the best stand-up comedians in the world for years and years. It has kind of gone under the radar, short of like Tough Crowd. When Tough Crowd was on, Tough Crowd was fucking brilliant. Yo. Yeah, this one is so good. Going back to the conversation we're talking about, social justice warriors. Colin talks about these woke comedians. That that woman with the short hair. What's her name? That everyone was talking about. Oh, that, uh, um, the one that I know who you're talking she about. Does too. a stand up bit and like I watched the clip of it. and She's talking about when she got like molested. And I'm like, that sucks. This isn't comedy, dude. Nah. Like if if people are into that and they enjoy it, go for it, dude. That there's a reason I don't watch it. But he like. No one gets into comedy to be woke. No, and the, but the, there are woke comedians, and that's what that's the, well, that's that's so the weird thing. Them. It's like very alt right people, very alt. Well, where, no, where, I, I, but see, the no, thing is, what, woke no, what is, I'm saying is like I'm saying is like there are comedians that are very alt one particular yeah, sure, side, sure. where instead of like they're not even really making jokes, they're they're more or less preaching. Well, yeah, well, you they, know what I'm saying. My buddy, I never thought about it like this, but my my favorite stand up comedian ever, it's it's a tie between George Carlin and Richard Pryor, right? And he, my buddy Bran, our fr- friend of the, uh, the show, he brought up that George Carlin ruined stand-up comedy because everyone tried to become this insightful poet. After. I, don't, I don't think he ruined. It. I no, think that was I, just I think his he. Bit. That was well, his gig. No, you know I mean? no, it's not that it was his gig, but other comedians tried to do what George Carlin was so good at, but no one was smart enough to do it like George Carlin. But that's on. But that's on the comedian. For... Oh, no, no, of course. But that's oh, where right, comedian right, right. Had, comedian comedy oh, tried to branch off from tried George to Carlin. Be smart. You can't be George Carlin. No. There's certain comedians that you just can't do. It's who their thing well, is. It's the same thing. Like you, there'll never be another Dice. Yeah. There'll, there'll ne- never be another Bill Hicks. No. There'll never be another no, Kinnison, Rodney Dangerfield. Listen, actually, to be honest with you, the closest thing we're gonna get to a Mitch Hedberg right now, and I'm I am high on him right now because he's made a, he's made his rounds in the podcast circuit. Anthony Jeselnik and his last special was some of the funniest shit. Oh, Jeselnik I've seen is great in a long time. And I usually time. don't love that kind of delivery, but Dude. he's fucking great. And by the way, I just want to say we get Sebastian Maniscalco. Well, don't, we'll, we'll, don't, we'll we'll get to that. Pole smoker. <laughs> but dude, he. I, I got first introduced to Jesselnik on I forget which roast it was I think it was the Donald Trump roast whichever one it no, was no he was on um, well it wasn't that one but there was one before well, that he was on the Donald Trump roast he too. was on that one but, but there, there was one was before that one before that God rest his soul the only person he says a joke I can't remember the joke for the life of me he says a joke no one else gets it on the dais except for the one and only God rest his soul Patrice O'Neill yeah Patrice and, is and, dying and at it well, pretty much I mean, then he dies Dude, for every <laughs> how many good comedians just aren't with us anymore like it's really very tortured it, like, community it's fucking crazy it's, uh, j- there's this great I mean, article. Say, what, say I, what you want, Robin Williams, too. I mean, I he, he stole a lot of but, shit, but, but like but, he was but, still but, funny. But, but th- there's actually a major misconception with the way Robin Williams died. He killed himself, not but not it had that. nothing to do with depression. No, I know that. That's, not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying um, that he's... But no, he's he's in the conversation as far as influential comedians go. Um, there was an article I sent you after Robin Williams died that Jimmy Norton wrote for... I don't remember who it was, mm. but it was about um, the 
the comedy community and how many they lose. And the truth is most comedians are tortured souls and they work a crazy schedule for shit money for so long. And there's a lot of jealousy in the industry. And to you, I mean, you see a lot of them die, whether it's health issues, a lot of them are suicides. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, but then you're talking about the comedians that have died young. It's it's a it's not as Mitch, bad as professional wrestlers. But Mitch Hedberg is the one that bums me out the most because he was one of the funniest nah, people. Patrice for me, dude. Patrice is the I know, worst I, one for me. I, I, I love Patrice. Well, because Mitch has one as one of my favorite jokes of all time. It's the stupidest fucking thing. When he's like, uh, I walked into a donut shop, and I asked, "Can I have a donut?" I gave you the money. You give me the donut. I don't need a receipt. End of transaction. <laughs> That's literally the no, whole joke. No, it was simple. And I fucking died at um, it. No, Patrice is the one, because especially, I had been listening to Patrice for years at that point, but he didn't really blow up. He he no. called himself uh, a, a habitual bridge burner, <laughs> because every time he started getting a gig, he was supposed to have Craig Robinson's spot on The Office. Yeah. And then he burned the bridge. Mm-hmm. He had all these different things. He had shows on VH1. He had, um, before Tosh.0, he had uh, Web Junk. Web Junk was directly where Tosh.0 came from, and that uh, awful Rob Deerdick jerk off on MTV. Oh, ridiculousness. Uh, well, he, that's awful. Just old Tosh videos and Web Junk videos. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but he, he started to figure it out, and his last special before he died, Elephant in the Room, is one of the best stand up specials you've ever seen in your life. There's there's one video of Patrice O'Neill where he's just working at material. I think he's at the Comedy Cellar or something like that. And he's has, just has sitting there with a drink in his hand. He's got an umbrella in it and everything. And there's someone heckling him the whole yeah, time. Yeah. And he just has this look on his face. Like he just, he's not breaking contact and sipping his drink. And he just starts dropping N bombs left and right. <laughs> dude, oh, you think you do my job? Now? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> dude, well, and, he Patrice, starts, and he goes in. Patrice dude. was known for his thing was the crowd work. Like, crowd he would go in and he would improv a lot of it. Um, okay, we just talked about Sebastian Maniscalco. Um, the VMAs were this week. But, okay. In Newark. Okay, so. Holy oh, shit. He wasn't bad. I thought what I heard. He got. Hold on. Everyone Hold on. I know Hold said on. he was awful. He wasn't that bad, and I'll explain to you why. Because everyone's pissed at the jokes that he makes. Same thing as Chappelle, but this was on MTV. He did. Uh, I think he made. Oh, the tra- woke community, the millennial. I'm not even talking about that. That I'm. That oh, I heard as far, he was as, terrible. far as delivery. I first heard, of all, I heard people just said he wasn't good. I didn't. I didn't watch the VMAs because I'm an adult and yeah, I got exactly. other shit to do. Mm-hmm. But from what I've read on Twitter, he really wasn't terrible. It's just I that it's, it's, I just don't think he's good. So I'm. I'm I don't I'm hate also him. Looking for things where people say he isn't good because I don't think he's good. Hold on. Now, I personally don't hate him. I kind of like his delivery, his mm-hmm. cadence, and the way he performs. He's like it, the, it's, uh, it's an exaggeration of a real Italian thing. I you know what he is? He's, the, he's like the Italian Dane Cook. It's the same fucking... It's the same format that you follow. You start, you talk like this, and then you talk a little low, and then as you talk, you get a little bit louder, and then getting a little bit louder turns into yelling, and it's funny! Dude, that should be your cadence, because that's when you have one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, that's that's kind of what it is, and I get it's supposed to be an exaggeration in an Italian family, and someone says to me, dude, you're an Italian family, you should like them. I was like, I should like something I grew up with? Yeah. Like, dude, it's wow. like... Yeah, that was the fucking Sopranos for me. I don't need fucking... Yeah. Uh, like, this motherfucker the telling me how to be Italian. Least, the Sopranos was grounded in realism. And yeah. not, again, he's just not my kind of comedian. I can't shit on his success, which, by the way, is incredibly overrated. He was pretty funny um, in Green Book. That was about it. Yeah, he was good in Green Book. I'm not saying the guy isn't talented. He obviously yeah. is if he's gotten to this point. But so the VMAs were on. And um, usually the the routine the landlord and I have on like Mondays and Tuesdays is we hang out. We you know eat dinner together. Then from like 7 to 8 up until Raw, more or less, we watch something together. And there wasn't really anything. To, to watch so I was like she said let's put on the VMA's red carpet I was like alright I want to get mad at things <laughs> I didn't know who any of the fuck these people were yeah. at all like the the one the, there's that girl um, she's sweet but a little bit psycho is the name of the song I don't she know. couldn't sing couldn't sing at all 
I've never seen more Latin artists like the songs they were singing. I not again. This isn't like a racial or political thing. But when did this become the popular music? Um, they had a K-pop category in the awards. I heard about that. I didn't know who Lizzo was. What was that B- BTS got, or some shit? Yeah, I got called transphobic because I thought Lizzo was a guy, and then I thought it was Queen Latifah. And <laughs> then I listened to the Lizzo song, and the beat on it ain't bad. The beat's actually pretty hot. But how many times can you rhyme the same word with the same word? You sure well, have heart with listen, heart. Listen, like, Fr- <laughs> Fred Fred Durst did it once and never again after that. He rhymed <sighs> here with here. Is, uh, yeah. Is Billie Eilish actually any good? Yes, uh, dude, that yes. album yes. is Billie fire. I- Billie, I- Billie Eilish is a lot of dude, fun. Dude, I'm to telling to. you. So I thought that I one of the few artists, mainstream artists, now worth listening to. Dude, I was so I wasn't gonna give that album a shot. I'm like, this girl looks weird. Like it's just shock value stuff. And then I saw some things about her. Like she wears really baggy clothes. She's like, I'm not selling sex. Who told appeal. you to listen to it, Dan? Kenyatta. Yeah, that's right. Kenyatta well, Stubbs, by the way. Happy birthday, Mr. Stubbs. It's happy his birthday, birthday today. Right. He's 47. Um, Jesus. <laughs> no, he's not actually 47. <laughs> I know Black don't crack, but he ain't that old. <laughs> that's not um, what I said at all. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying he's not that old. Um, okay, so whatever. he told me to actually listen to it. And there's certain to- songs on there where the lyrics are a little hokey, but the beats are fucking awesome. Yeah. She's got this weird, like, Amy Winehouse, Nine Inch Nails vibe to her. I, I, Not I, as powerful as Amy Winehouse. I get, Who a, is? I get a very Janis Joplin vibe. Yeah, out there's of certain it. things that, Josh, I'm telling you, listen to the album. It's a good listen. Okay. Dude, that song she's Bad su- Guy is yo, catchy she's as shit. She's super talented, man. She yeah, really, and her brother she, writes like, all the, the music for it and everything. Yeah. They, it's just her and her brother clapping. He just came out with an album, too. Good. But um, yeah, adults watching the VMAs, like. <sighs> listen, okay, oh, no, I, no, I know. No, listen, we all know. No, listen, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen. Here's the thing. I have no problem with people wanting to watch award shows. Dude, watch no, what you I, can, no. I wonder if I can go no. back and find the tweet. You definitely can. So find From it who? right now. So while, oh. so while, From, so uh, while you're Colucci. looking, no, I look, Josh. It's gone. Oh, okay. The, his VMA tweets. Well, I think his Timberlake one still may be no, there. So, Triple threat. So my whole thing is that, like, you know, people could say the same thing about the Academy sure, Awards, sure, the Grammys, absolutely. and they talk shit absolutely. about us. Absolutely. The difference with those is that, like, listen, how many how many uh, years have the Academy Awards been a thing? Over 90 years uh, at this point? I think Almost 100? It's close, yeah. It's, 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 it's up I think there. it's like they're up to 80 or something. Same thing, with the, same thing with the Grammys, right? Grammys, it's, it's up there Globes, 60, 70s. SAG Awards. So my whole thing is... Billboard Awards. The the Yeah, even the Billboard Awards. Awards, They've uh, been around ho- for 30, 40 years. They hold more weight than the sure. VMAs. The VMAs, to me, is a glorified Nickelodeon fucking Kids Choice Award. Kids Choice Award. That's all it is. It's a fucking... <laughs> blimp, the name of the award. The, the, moon, the, the blimp. Well, dude, see, here's the thing. The like, Moon the, Man used to be cool. Well, the, well, music videos used to be a thing. MTV used to play music dude, videos. Like, be, like, dude, like real music videos. That was dude, a fucking Dude, I used thing. to watch the VMAs. I fully admit that. I'm not denying that. I did, that. too. It used well, to be fucking up. cool. Dude, I remember the VMAs the, used to be when Eminem did the, um, the Real Slim Shady, and he walked out, and he didn't shake friends hands with Fred Durst and shit. One of the no, uh, he dapped up Carson Daly. But then he people. ignored Fred Durst. My, right next my, to him. my favorite thing ever was when Rage Against the. You found it, didn't you? Right, please read it's, it's when I didn't find Rage that Against one. the Machine played but the VMAs dude, and tore the he, fucking well, then house he knocked down. Himself out with the guitar, uh-huh. threw the guitar in the air. <laughs> yeah, I didn't find the exact one, but this is somehow worse. Okay, from eight twenty five thirteen. Justin Timberlake just laid a performance for the ages. Absolutely no one can top that right now. Hashtag VMAs. Hashtag VMAs twenty thirteen. Next tweet, replying to Josh Matthews. Okay. At WWE Josh Matthews, don't think you really want to watch it, man. Only thing worth watching was the Justin Timberlake performance. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I understand you kind of grow out of things, but you should have never even fit into that. (laughs) Oh, oh, wait, wait, there's more. (laughs) I still run this bitch. 
Yes, you do, Justin Timberlake. Hashtag legend. Hashtag VMAs. Hashtag triple threat. This is getting... <laughs> oh, no. Poor Colucci. I mean, you can't say poor Colucci. He does it to himself. Um, okay, so let's see. VMAs stink, we're dude. We're done with the VMAs. <laughs> the VMAs fucking um, stink. His Super Bowl halftime show, which I thought was okay, wasn't even that great. No, it was terrible. The, it only, was the, terrible. the only thing that was cool was, Actually, was, the, was the tribute to Prince. That too. The only said, thing that was, was the tribute to Prince. He said that. <laughs> he tweeted about that, too. He said that he would have rather seen Elias perform at the Super Bowl halftime oh, show. okay, well... Um, guys, we got some movie news this week. Uh, the new Joker trailer came out. Yo, looks yeah. fucking looks sick. Fi- Yo, dude. I just read today, Joaquin Phoenix lost 52 pounds it for the like role. It. I mean, dude. you could tell how... He's not like Christian Bale and the Machinist, but he no. is gaunt. Yeah, dude, like, he looks kind of emaciated. The way that he lost the weight, like, you know, the, his probably, rib cage is probably yeah. poking he out. He probably starved himself. He probably, yeah. like, like, really just yeah. did, like, a crash diet. Yeah, did, like, like bread and water. Well, because he wanted to look sickly, because yeah, that's kind of... And, the, like, the part that freaks me out the most is how, like, it... Well, he's turning the Joker into a real person. Well, one of the interviews I read with the director, Todd Phillips, he said that, you know, yes, it's a comic book movie, but there's not like, going to be people flying in. Like, there's not going to be buildings crashing crashing down. Right. This is taking place on your eye level, which to me is exactly what I want. And there's no Batman. There's that's no what Batman. I, that's what there's I love nothing about like this. That. There's, there's not even the possibility it, dude, it, it of it looks, I like it's got it. Sh- it's got shades of King of Comedy. It's got shades of Taxi Driver. Well, the King Wh- of Comedy thing, It's got some thing, shades yeah. of Dark Knight, obviously, because you're, you're always going to get those comparisons, but where it's going to go and how it unfolds and the fact that they they fought with um, Warner Brothers uh, to get this to be rated R. They said, we want a rated R movie and it's rated R for bloody violence. Mm-hmm. That's a Joker movie. Yeah. I, you, know what I'm, you know, like there's one part of the trailer that really freaked me out but I was super excited about it. Is when like, I think he's backstage almost like a Carson type mm-hmm. thing and he's walking backstage and he's just practicing his laugh. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's doing he's the laugh. Practicing his I laugh. saw a side by side someone did fuck? of his laugh with Mark Hamill's joke. Joker laugh. I'm like, oh, he might have taken inspiration from like multiple things. I would yeah. hope so. And I'm so interested to see how the story happens because there is no definitive Joker backstory. The most one, the one that's referenced the most is the Killing Joke. Was the that killing, the one where he fell into the vat? No, that's Batman with Michael Keaton. That's, that's the, the Red Jack Hood. Nicholson one. That's under the Red and, Hood and the Red too. Hood. And yeah. Killing Joke is the Red Hood as well. But Killing Joke actually gives you some backstory. He's a failing stand-up comedian, so there there has to be a Killing Joke influence. They just made an animated movie out of it a few years ago, which mm. is good. Skip the new movie they made where Batman and Batgirl fuck. That was fucking weird. Wait, but the what? Killing Joke part. Yeah, exactly. The killing joke part is really good. Um, so really excited for that, and I would love to see Joaquin Phoenix and this movie get some award nominations because the other thing I noticed in the trailer is the cinematography is spectacular. It looks like it's made incredibly well. Yeah, I think this is going to be a huge, huge movie. Um, the other thing we got is some more mo- news on The Irishman, uh, Martin yeah. Scorsese's movie. Um, it will be coming out into limited theaters on November 1st and then hitting Netflix on November 27th. It will officially be the longest movie of Martin Scorsese's career at three hours and 20 minutes. Jesus fucking Christ. I love a long movie. I love a, Mar- a long Marty I know you Scorsese love a long movie. movie. Half the movies you give me are fucking two plus Dude, hours. Dude, you love Gangs of New York. You love Wolf of Wall Street. Those are three hour movies. You love Lord of the Rings Extended Edition, which is coming back to the theaters, by the way. They're going to be actually showing the extendeds in the theater. Well, we're actually, well, we're going. Yeah, I guess I, I would Four go. Four hours later. Dude, can I tell you how many times I saw it's each... It's longer Lord- than Deer Hunter. Okay, how many times did you guys see the Lord of the Rings movies in the theater? Honestly, I've only seen um, once, and they were all at my grandfather's. So you saw each one? Wait, in the theater? Yes. You saw each one once? That's it. Okay. I saw Lord of the Rings and uh, Return of the King once. I saw Two Towers twice. Oh, I'm bad then. I saw Fellowship 3. I saw Two Towers 5. 
and I saw <laughs> the Return of the King so, four. Uh, <laughs> so, so the one was I was in thirty doing it. <laughs> I was a teenager, you fucking <laughs> twat. We're all cunts. We're, yeah, no, we're all cunts. Listen, well, we're all cunts in different ways. <laughs> we're all we all have cunt. We're we're a collective cunt. Well, I, I, yeah. can't, I can't. I can't. I've only seen them once in the theater, but like I'm actually. Thank you for reminding me. I'm actually due to watch the extendeds. I haven't seen them at all this well, year. Landlord and I just watched them again in the last year. She yeah. never actually saw the extended. I so. actually. I, I saw. She posted on her on her Instagram story. It's like well, how to kill four hours. Yeah, you were like, I was okay, like, fire. Um, yeah. It was actually funny because when we were watching Alien last night, um, the um, the guy that ends up being the cyborg and Alien. Okay. It's fucking Bilbo. That's yeah, Bilbo. Dude. I was like, oh shit, uh, it's fucking Bilbo. Ian Holm. I yeah, Ian Holm. Is, yeah, he was also in the day after tomorrow. And he was also <laughs> uh, he, he was in he okay. was in Lord of War. As I the, know, dude. No one saw Lord of War Lord besides of you and Nicolas Cage. Lord of War is fun, dude. Bob likes it too, and I'm alright. That doesn't with mean it. anything to me because Bob won't watch a movie from before 2006. Although he's watching Speed today. Can I ask you a question? He was watching sure, Speed the please. other day when, when I went uh, over there. When's the last time you watched The Last Jedi? Uh, within the last three months, I put it on. Where do you yeah. rank it now? Um, fourth probably. It's, really? uh, it's third Wait, or fourth. Third or fourth best? Dude, I yes. watched it. I watched it's a it. High, no? I watched it again for the first time yesterday, and oh. uh, I'm not. No social justice hate. <laughs> sure, none of sure. that. Um, I put it above only Attack of the Clones and Phantom S. Okay, that's fair, dude. I'm with you on um, that, too. I, I, I so, for me, it goes Empire, uh, the original. And then I'd probably. I'd probably go. Would you go The Force, uh, the Force Awakens? I'd probably That's, go Force Awakens. Force Awakens is amazing. Um, it's I still really like it. I, listen, I like all of them. Yeah, yeah, it's, the same dude, thing. I, you know, I'm not going to say I'm never no, going to watch it again, or I don't um, like it at all. I still, yeah, exactly. It's going to be really, really, really hard for them to make one of these movies that I won't like and find enjoyment in. Yeah, I like the fucking Clone Wars. I like Rebels. Mm -hmm. I watch all this dumb. I read the fucking books. I'm a fucking junkie for it. Yeah. Um, there, there's certain aspects I don't like. The casino scene is the one thing that is a kicker for me. Yeah, that, I like that every, really like how drawn out and drawn. Long. Now and heavy. Was. I think as far as the, the, and, the cinematography of the movie is the best it's been in any Star Wars movie. It is the best looking Star Wars movie. I'll agree with that. Uh, but I just think that between the casino scene, between like Ray shows up on uh, Acto and she's gone within fucking eight hours. That's stupid. Yeah. And there has never been more of a wasted character in the history of Star Wars than Benicio Del Toro's character. What the fuck was the point of that? Yeah, guy? yeah. that one, I, 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 I agree with to you. To create the rebel, I agree with that. No, there's, I mean, there's things with The Force Awakens, I, there's things with all of them I can critique short of Empire. There's there's things in all of them. Yeah. Um, as far, it's, I still really enjoy the movie. I really like it. I'll put it on. Um, I thought there were certain elements. The Yoda scene for me in Last Jedi is oh, one I of my favorite that, Star yeah. Wars scenes ever. Like, it's one of the few that made me go, <gasps> like yeah. that. Um, I thought the... the hey, you almost hit my fucking soda out of my hand when you saw Yoda's fucking green. <laughs> And Colucci oh, had and Colucci had to sit by himself. <laughs> oh, you didn't save him seats either. Um, okay, let's get to some other stuff quick. Um, okay, I got some funny news stories from this week. Do you? Um, first one actually is not funny. Did you hear this awful story with the uh, Tampa Bay Rays minor league pitcher? No. Oh, yeah, I heard that. Chris, you didn't hear about this? No, Blake no, no. Bivens, I believe his name was. No. Um, married, has a kid. Uh huh. Had a wife. Had a kid. What? Also had. A mother-in-law, his brother-in-law, eighteen-year-old brother-in-law, murdered his wife, his daughter, and his mother-in-law. Why? I I don't know. I mean, you got to assume he's fucking sick in the head. Would, obviously, yeah. it's not like a Chris Benoit situation where there's steroids and CTE involved. Um, horrific. 
fucking horrific. Jesus. I hope the Rays pay this guy for the rest of his life because you're a minor leaguer. You're not making much anyway. You may be making sixty grand a year, a little more. I think Maybe. their minimum is about yeah. ninety five thousand. Yeah. Um, their signing bonuses probably come out to one twenty five. But you're yeah. on the road. You're living in buses and shit. Like just just horrific, horrific. That's no, let's get the fun stuff. Um, okay, so in England, sixteen children that were given a medicine for some type of uh, virus or whatever. Uh, there was something <laughs> wrong whatever. with the med- the medicine in it, and they all developed wolf syndrome, which is when you start looking like a werewolf. So they're babies growing f- hair all over their body. Was this Van Helsing? Dude, what the fuck I, is this? I imagine like that. Like you got to bring your kid. Like you're getting like your their communion picture Ooh. or their christening, and you got to shave them. <laughs> I wouldn't shave him. I'd I, let him go. No, you know what? I would nair the kid. Nah. <laughs> get him laser treatment. When Someone get infant. Bob Barker. Guys, spray a new to your dude, pets. Th- all they did with this is just give anti-vaxxers more steam. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my dude, God. Like, I, dude, that wolf syndrome is crazy. And Yo, like, wolf syndrome is fucking nuts, dude. I've seen, I, dude, like, I've seen like, people What a it. horrible, horrible syndrome to have that you got to look like you're in a Boris Karloff movie for your whole fucking life. It is fucking horrifying. Oh no thanks. Um, some other good news stories. Okay, this is wait, a good wait. one. I, I googled wolf syndrome, and it didn't even give the right thing. It's just some, it's just some kid with a hair lip. Let me say, it's terrible. he's got the fucking cleft palate. <laughs> what? That's an awful condition too. I know, dude. Where they got no, they have no bone here. Ugh. Ugh. Um, another good story. This is something that's going to happen to us. So in Thailand. This uh, high school did like a 53-year reunion where they all had time to get together, 53? right? 53? 53 years. I'm assuming it's just because it's when they could get a bunch of them together. Right. So a guy there, and this has probably happened to all of us, even if you didn't get bullied or picked on, you had that one person that kind of fucked with you, right? And you always wonder, like, you always think you don't like them, you'll never like them. Yeah, mine, and- mine's name is The Landlord. <laughs> Or me. Yeah. Um, but realistically, you all have... She didn't bully you in high school, to be no, fair. Okay, so... <laughs> Imagine, like, it just comes back to haunt me. Yeah, so... I so, have someone so in mind. we all have those people that, like, that one person you didn't like, get along with, or yeah, anything. Yeah, looking at you, Matt, you okay, fuck. so, you ever think about, like, what you would say to them if you saw them now, right? You call him a dickhead. Okay, so this guy, he, can't, he went to his 53 reunion, and he con- confronted a girl. A guy, he, I cunted. He, he did, dude, he, con- he cunted the shit out of this guy. Hashtag Bo Burnham. He, should be he, called uppercunting. He cunted him because he confronted his bully about all these things, and the bully was like, I don't remember that, and then he demanded an apology, and the guy wouldn't apologize. So okay. the bully victim uh, shot and killed him. The bully victim or the, the bully? The, bu- the, the bullied. Oh, the guy the, who got bullied. Yeah, the guy who got bullied shot his bully 53 years later. Now... I understand, but at the same time, it's like fifty. Dude, years in later, fifty-three years, it, we can't have a Best Buy reunion because Colucci's gonna fucking kill us. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> like, the first we thing had we had a five-year reunion. I know, and he didn't kill us because it hasn't been fifty-three years. And Gary drank. And Gary drank blue cheese. He was still the under the impression that for some reason we were worse to Spooner than we are to him. We are bad to Spooner. <laughs> to be fair, yes, we are bad to Spooner. But um, yeah. So this guy Remember showed up to his... Spooner's parents. Were like, how did how did like such a terrible person come from such nice people? <laughs> well, it's true. That's not true. At all. Um, I love Spooner. So that was a good one. Um, another good story. A woman was doing extreme yoga. Extreme yoga. Extreme! And extreme yoga. Well, extreme yoga is they go on top of uh, rooftop buildings okay. and they do yoga from like the edge. Like these balancing things where they're doing headstands. Oh, you mean like the fucking the, the shitty parkour YouTube assholes kind of, that do it? they're doing yoga where you have to parkour. do these the balancing things. What do you think happens to you? What's the worst thing that can happen if you're doing parkour from 80 feet up? Oh, I don't know. Uh, fall? Yeah, yeah, I guess what happened to her. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, uh, scenes in any movie regarding parkour, not that there's a lot of scenes regarding yeah, parkour in movies, is uh, in the... Um, what was the one with uh, Bruce Willis and um, 
Tra- uh, Tracy Te- Morgan. Tears of the Sun. Cop, 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 out. cop, cop out. out. That was with Sean William Scott. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was great. That was great. Um, <laughs> Just so, get the cut in, motherfucker. Dude, so this, mo- this bitch was doing yoga and then fell. She survived from 80 feet, which shows the benefits of yoga again. I mean, she, <laughs> right. she was probably meditating on the way down. Um, Oasis are cocksuckers again. The Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl specifically wanted the fans to put together a petition to get Oasis together again. Record an album tour. I'm down. Want to know what Joel Gallagher said? Hold on. No, 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 excuse me. I don't know why I said Joel. Joel. I'm fucking up today with my speaking. I'm in a decent amount of pain and discomfort. Good. Um, he then replied to Dave Grohl and said, I would like my fans to start a petition for Foo Fighters to break up. Oh, I, boo. He's such a cunt. Fuck I, you. I don't care what you say, and I love I love both bands. I just, I, I love his dickheads, and he's I love how cunt. he sticks to it. I he's love such it. A, he thinks he's such a rock Dave star. Dave Grohl would is kick, the most he's talented he's, he's the last musician rock star. on this Fucking planet. Yes. Dave I Grohl agree. is in every band you've ever fucking heard of. Dave Grohl also is in Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Tenacious D. Nine Inch Nails. He's played with. Uh, uh, Queens he of the played Stone the Age. devil in the fucking yeah. movie yeah. tribute and, and in the video too. Yeah, in the video. Um, okay, another good story. I'm the devil, Did you guys see what happened what to one? The Prodigy BJ Penn. Oh, dude. <laughs> it was amazing. Dude. I feel so bad, but, like, Why? dude, he's hang dude, it up, dude, bro. I, the, well, another what thing. hang it up if it's a street fight? Yeah, no, just, like, just, just stop. Chill out. Like, chill just out. calm the fuck down, so, bro. So, yes, I, I agree, but I'm pretty sure, speaking of CTE, he's got it because this is, like, the third street fight video that's come out on him in the last three months, and all these stories about his wife, and I read the police report she wrote. He got cocaine on his daughter. Uh, he want, he was trying to force his wife to have sex with his training partners and shit. He's got like early... And he's scheduled to fight again. Guy's lost seven in a row. I think he hasn't won a fight since 2009. What has he got? Like He's got like... Not schizophrenia, but he's got no, like... No, CTE. Some, like the Chris Benoit shit. Like Javon st- Belcher. He's like really starting to lose it. Yeah, dude. He's fucking punchy and shit. Um, it, that was a fun video. Uh, Popeyes and Chick Fil A are in a war, and Popeyes is wildin'. Did you see so, all these Popeyes videos? So c- can yeah. someone explain this to me? Because I've I've seen this on Instagram lately, and quite frankly, since I'm vetoing fast food chicken for the last couple weeks, I and well, I've had Pope- both Popeyes. Well, no, you haven't had this new chicken sandwich that Popeyes came out with. It just came out. Okay, and every dude, people I know that don't like Popeyes had it, and they were like, "Yo." It's next level. Everyone's. I love Popeyes. Popeyes is great. It's a shiznit, in fact. Thank you, little Nikki. Um, <laughs> everyone's saying it's incredible, but now they don't have any left. Popeyes chicken dude, is people, fucking awesome. People were waiting fucking three hours in line to get one of these chicken sandwiches. Yeah, fuck yourself. Wait, dude, what three hours for a chicken some, sandwich? What if I just want some tenders. Listen, I gotta wait. Josh waiting two hours, even though I don't think you've actually coughed on me. Thanks. You're welcome. Josh waiting two hours in line for the newest uh, Apple product makes more sense to me. That does make more I've never sense. actually even done that. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Smart and I pre-order things. You and pre-order the day things. They come out. Pre-cunt things. Yes, true. All right, let's get to our NFL I'm stuff waiting now. For, I'm waiting for the one day you pre-order like the newest thing, and it's the one, it's the one the it's the one it buggy out? one because <laughs> there's always the first batch of iPhones. Yeah. Anything comes out, there's one. There's I've been a couple lucky. That I've, I've missed every. Oh, like, actually, no, I haven't. I've missed every antenna gate, every stupid little gate except for one. Which one you I missed? I was a Ben Gate victim. No, you were really. Yeah. Of all of them, I come was on, a Ben Gate victim. That's awesome. And it wasn't even me. You were a Ben Gay victim. It was the stupidest, most cunty thing that's ever happened to me. It was my honeymoon. On the drive down to Florida, I, I left my it. phone in the cup holder with the aux cord plugged into the thing, and it had a fucking uh, 
one of the one of these shits on yeah, it, yeah, this yeah. little spiral cord, uh-huh. and it pulled the phone because I had it plugged into the aux behind the center console. So it pulled the phone and just over the course of the twenty four hour fucking drive from here to Florida, it bent the why phone. Why am I? Why am I just holder. hearing about this? I don't know because I made Natalie take me to the. <laughs> <laughs> I made Natalie take me to the Apple Store while we were in Florida, and I just got a new one. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you made her, which yeah. means you had to fight with her about it. Yeah, I said, hey, I want, I want I, a phone. I, said, I want it now. I said, hey. You're the kid that we wants- found. I found this mall not too far from here, and she goes, "What is not too far from here, man?" I said, "About forty-five minutes." And she said, "We have things to do." And, and I like, said, yeah, "This." I said, "Yeah, like getting me a new phone because I can't take pictures with this bent piece of broken garbage." <laughs> I, I would have been like, you know what? Just because you remember phones that you had to turn to dial something. <laughs> Sorry, wife. I wasn't around when her, rotary her, phones were a thing. Phone, her phone number. She had one of the early ones. It was seven. <laughs> One 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 one. Are we damn. recording now? Yeah. Let's get into these NFL picks. Uh, week one in the NFL. Week one. Um, we are recording this uh, the what the Thursday before the season starts. Um, and as we said last week in our prediction video, which you can see on YouTube or listen to episode sixty six, we will be keeping track of our wins and losses. The winner will get a prize, and the loser will get some sort of punishment. And I think the tattoo angle is where we're going. Are we really? Um, yeah, it's like a fucking sixty dollar tattoo. The two losers have to pay I'm for. Not, like, I was thinking about it the other day. I, like it would be kind of funny. Like, what'd you get? The, why do you have a can of Dr. Pepper? Dude, like, just something <laughs> dumb. Like, just get an Oreo tattooed, a Chips Ahoy package. <laughs> like, what What about, like, a shitty product? Like, a really, like, shitty product tattooed on you. We gotta think of something good. I, I want Josh, he's gonna, on the inside of his bicep. No, he's, it has not, to be something that, like, is no, in her thigh. On the inside of his bicep, he's gonna get a Vagisil logo. <laughs> No, 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 let's no, get no. wait. Let's wait. I, can't, I got. I, I, I have. Got, a, I got. I figured it out. I figured it out. No, you got. I figured you, it out. What? I figure out what the tattoo is. Whoever loses is getting Colucci tattooed on. That's not happening. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not rather, happening. Would you rather like a Chiefs logo? Yes. What? If, how about this? Yeah. What if we what? we pick a spot that no one will ever see on the back, and the loser gets Colucci's Twitter handle tattooed? I, that's actually a pretty good one. At Colucci uh, D2. I'm actually in for that. Like if, on the what, side what, of what the if, hip what, or something. No, what if you get like tattooed on your ass? No, not the ass. No. Ass I feel like is too... I don't want anyone near my butthole. Yeah. I would be fine with like here. Like even on the foot, I'd be fine with. Okay, so we're going to have to mull this over. Because listen, it's funny now. <laughs> it's <laughs> not going to be funny. When you <laughs> literally after. That's what I'm saying. So we so we, we really... So all, all of us Colucci this weekend and throughout D2. the week, we literally just need to start throwing ideas till something sticks. Because yeah. let's hold on to that. Let's, okay. let's okay. think about I, it. I think we'll do a poll or something. We'll come up with a couple no, of polls. No, don't. I don't want anyone else voting on this. No, fuck them. <laughs> just, no. No, just for general ideas. Like, even if we get it down to five and then we <sighs> decide on the final five. Yeah, because we, if not we put a poll out there, I would, not, I would not put it below Colucci to get a bunch of fucking burner accounts. He probably already has a bunch of burner <laughs> accounts. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish that's all of them are tweeting about Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Was it just a Justin Timberlake fan account? Yeah, dude. JT fan too. Oh my god. All right, let's get into these picks. Uh, the first game of the 2019 NFL season is between the Green Bay Packers and Chicago Bears in Chicago at Soldier Field. Um, and it, the Chicago, uh, we don't need to do the spreads right now. Chicago is the favorite. Yes. Um, and this is a very intriguing game. Obviously, anytime you get these old school rivals it's it's heated up and if you remember the first game of the season last year with Aaron Rodgers and the Bears come, goes out of the game with a knee injury 
You think he's done for the year? Yeah, Comes pretty back much. and rallies them to victory. And that was actually in Chicago as well. No, it was in Green Bay. No, it was in Green Bay. It was in Green Bay. Um, this year, it's at Soldier Field. It's at this Soldier year. Field, yeah. the first game of the season. Um, me personally, um, my NF- one of my NFC championship picks was the Chicago Bears. I'm going to have a hard time picking against them, especially with the new Packers system. And they didn't get to play the third preseason game because of the debacle. The starters then the, the debacle in the, Canada. The nonsense they had to go, the, go the through. The nonsense there. in that. Um, I think the Bears field. are going to hit them in the mouth early on. I think they're going to jump out to a big lead. I do think Aaron Rodgers will lead them back and make it a close game, but I expect um, there to be a ton of pressure on Aaron Rodgers. I think that you're going to see struggles in the Packers running game. You're going to see Khalil Mack have a huge, huge game, probably uh, a sack, maybe a pick six even. Who's uh, that Who's that linebacker they got in the draft like two years ago? Uh, uh, Roque Smith or something yeah, like Raquan that? Yeah, Smith. Raquan Smith. Yes. He's a fucking Excellent. animal. That defense is ridiculous. And another outs- year under the same coach, mm-hmm. another year that Mitch Trubisky should, should grow. And, and, and like you Carly said, Lloyd is their th- kicker. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> well, anyway, but I'm gonna go the same. I'm actually I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna take the Bears over the Packers. Um, I just really believe that they're just a better team all around, and I really think they're gonna make a big run this year. Plus, I like Allen Robinson to have a nice comeback season this year. Fair, Josh. Um, I'm gonna take the Packers just on okay. a hunch. Uh, okay. I think that uh, Aaron Rodgers definitely is a guy that has something to prove. Yeah. For sure. uh, They're also be the surprise of the first time seeing their new offense and defense. Like yeah. they, you don't have any game plan or video to go off of because you don't know what they're going to throw at you. Showing up with a Canadian tuxedo last week. It was fucking he crazy. showed up as fucking Ben Stiller it. and Happy Gilmore the other day. Did you see that? Uh-huh. Um, so with you're going to take the Packers. Okay. Uh, next game on Sunday, the first football Sunday of 2019. Um, we have the Atlanta Falcons at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are a four-point favorite right now. Josh, this is your team. You take the lead. Are the Vikings even good? Well, yeah. Yes. I mean, they were they, their two years ago. Good. They were in the especially, NFC Championship game, and, and they're getting Dalvin Cook back this year. I mean, they're a four-point favorite, which means on the road mm-hmm. in Atlanta, they'd be a one-point favorite because you get three points for being at home automatically. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the Falcons. I mean, you got it, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, for me. I'm going to have to take the Vikings because they have a very good home field. Um, I Again, I do think their offense is going to be very good. This is a game the Falcons can just come in and surprise everyone because the Vikings are in a position where people are expecting big things from them. People aren't giving the Falcons nearly as much love as they're giving the, the Vikings. Yes. So the, the Vikings have something to prove because they're being picked up as, by some teams as to win the division or some experts to win the division, to go to the Super Bowl, etc. The Falcons are not getting as much love. So they're playing, you know, they got nothing to lose here. They're the underdogs, they're on the road. The other thing, um, too, is that especially because it's week one, anything really goes week one. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Um, I'm also going to take the Falcons. I really think the Falcons are going to come out swinging with something to prove, and I just think that that offense is better than that it, defense. If this was in Atlanta, I would have no problem taking the Falcons, but Minnesota gets really fucking loud, especially week one. That's a really, really loud building to play in. It's a dome building, um, so it's even more amplified. It's one of the loudest buildings in the NFL without hyping in crowd noise, Atlanta. Um, <laughs> um, so I think that the Vikings are going to get a big game from Dalvin Cook, a big game from the receivers and Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs, um, and that uh, while you think the Falcons are going to keep it close, um, I think that the Vikings win a shootout about 31-27. to 27. Cool. So you guys have both of the Falcons. I have the Vikings. Uh-huh. Uh, next game, this is the second largest spread of the week. This is the Washington Redskins at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are nine-point favorites. Um, Ready? Yeah. Do we have to One, spend a lot of time? Two, three, Just Eagles. Fal- Falcons. 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 <laughs> Just saying birds. Birds. <laughs> Canaries. Eagles. It's like um, for the so. longest time, Ralph's dad thought I was a Seahawks fan. Yep, exactly. Oh, I know it's one of those bird teams. Well, it, he was I, picked, Ralph. I picked the cockatoo. 
lose. I, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, you really don't have to spend much time on this. Trent Williams isn't expected to play as he continues his holdout. Um, so that, that one's pretty easy for all of us. Don't need to spend too Offensive much time. Offensive line holdout, LOL. Uh, next game, the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. The Jets are three-point favorites. Um, Jets. Really intriguing game. Um, it's a divisional matchup. The Bills always play the Jets very, very well at home or on the road. Uh, the Jets, obviously, with a new head coach. The Bills, obviously, second year of Josh Allen. Um, I'm going to take the Jets, um, reluctantly. I, I hate picking the Jets with every fiber of my being. Okay. Uh, I just think the, the new-look offense, you don't really have anything to go off of, although you know what the Adam Gaze system is kind of going to be like. Um, I actually don't expect a huge game from Le'Veon Bell. I think you know while it's smart to sit him out of the preseason, it takes a few games for running backs to really get going, especially okay. if he didn't get a single. He didn't play at all in the preseason. And that means he hasn't played in over a year now. Well yeah. over a year. So he, there'll definitely be some rust, but from a lot of reports of Camper coming that he's in he's in phenomenal shape. He's really yeah, he's really I taking no the role as being that, a, but he's, he's really taking on the, the role as being a leader. And he's so. all, but he's also not gonna have the Steelers offensive line. This Jets offensive line is gonna be a problem this year. Yeah. And their secondary is awful. So I think Josh Allen's gonna have a good game. I see this as like a twenty three to nineteen kind of game, but Could I be. got the Jets. Okay. You took the Jets I too the Jets as well. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills because I am hanging out with our good friend Richie tomorrow. And fuck him. <laughs> okay, fuck I him. would agree with that. Okay, next game. The Baltimore Ravens at the Miami Dolphins. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so let me start out by saying this. The Ravens always kick our ass. <laughs> like For as long as I can remember, the one time I remember like having a really good win against them was our one win in 2007 when uh, Cleo Lemon hit Greg Camarillo in the seam in overtime to make sure they didn't become the first team to go 0-16. And it was a day they celebrated the 72 Dolphins. That's nice. Um, the Ravens have a very, very good defense. I hyped it up last week. Uh, second year, Lamar Jackson. Um, I'm going to take the Dolphins because I'm going to take them until they prove me wrong. Shouldn't take very long. Right. I think uh, there's still a lot of in- uh, intangibles here that have to be decided. Who is starting at quarterback? Ryan Fitzpatrick or Josh Rosen? I think it should be Josh Rosen. I think it should be, but who will it be? Probably like this is the kind of game where Fitzpatrick comes in and he'll play really well. He just no one expects up. him. Well, that's to, what right? happened. That's what happened last that's year. Happens with him every time. No, last year specifically when he just lit up the fucking Saints for five touchdowns. Yes, yeah, right. exactly. Um, I think that the the, the Dolphins defense is going to be low key very good. And the other intangible you have to consider, and obviously it's not a lot of time, but. Dolphins are still the front runners for Jadavion Clowney. And Jadavion Clowney will okay. instantly change the front of that defense, which is already probably an underrated defense. So I'm going to make my pick. Josh, you make your pick. I need you to explain this sure, Jadavion please. Clowney shit to me. I have no sure, idea what please, the fuck's going please. on. I'm going to take Baltimore. I think they're just a better team all around. I mean, I would agree with there's that nothing overall. Else, there's nothing else to that as far as they're just a better team. If I knew who the Dolphins were starting today, I would I would pick. Sure. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm picking anyway. I'm going to pick the Ravens because I don't know who the Dolphins yeah, are starting. That's if fair. If, if, if the, the uncertainty starting, fucks it up. Yeah. If they were starting. Uh, Fitzpatrick, I would pick the Dolphins 100. percent Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm gonna guess they're probably gonna start Fitzpatrick. Yeah. That's my my guess, but uh, I don't know because apparently they're not gonna play Josh Rosen much tonight either, which could just mean he's starting just as easily. Yeah. So now you need me to explain Jadavion Clowney, please. What um, so what's been happening? So Is he, he holding out? He got franchised, and there's a dispute about the franchise tag because they he gets more money if he is franchised as a defensive end, and they franchised him as an outside linebacker. Oh, this shit. even though he played more snaps at a defensive end, right? Um, so he, uh, he's been trying to negotiate his agent with the team, uh, to get a deal done. He didn't want to sign the co- franchise tender, but he said he would, but I, I prefer to sign the deal and I don't mind sitting out. He fired his agent. He met with the Dolphins head coach and some Dolphins front offices because he's allowed to. He's technically not under contract right now. Um, they cannot trade 
for him until he signs his franchise tender. And I'd assume you do not trade for him unless you get him to agree to a long-term deal. So maybe that's what they're doing? That's my guess. There are other teams involved. The Seahawks are involved. The Eagles are involved as well. The Jets had some interest. So there's other moving parts to this. Um, The problem that Jadavion Clowney has done for the Texans is that he's created all the leverage for himself because he's told the Texans, I won't play. Like, I'm not going to play. Yeah. He, he said it straight up. Zeke is probably going to miss the first six weeks of the season. It sounds like it's kind of official. Um, so, with Clowney, that changes Miami's defensive front entirely. You get a premier pass rusher, a guy that you can do multiple things with. I know his sack numbers you know, aren't dramatic, but he hits the quarterback more than almost anyone. You know the other thing that's crazy, too? I just saw it the other day. You don't realize how young he still is. He's yeah. still only 26 he's years 26. old. I feel like he's been in the league for so 10 years The, the thing point. I don't want the Dolphins to do is trade Laramie Tunzel for him. Because it's, it's your only the good offensive I, the lineman. Way I see it, He's a, he's a building block on your offense. One of the hardest things to build up is your offensive line. You get a premier left tackle that's very, very young. Yeah. You have a building block in Laramie Tunzel on the offensive line, at corner in Xavier Howard, at linebacker in Jerome Baker, and another corner that can also play as a safety in Minka, a safety in Minka Fitzpatrick. You bring in Jadavion Clowney, and suddenly your defense goes from a pretty good defense to a potentially great defense, and you keep that building block. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Clowney could possibly be had for someone like a Kenny Stills, a Kenyon Drake, and a third-round pick. Right. I would do that in a heartbeat. I would too because I don't know if any of the I like Kenyon Drake a lot, but he's he's not durable. Well, it's also running backs. Running backs yeah, are replaceable exactly, nowadays. Exactly. So, all right. On as far as uh, Baltimore at Miami, uh, we're all, you're taking Baltimore. I'm taking Miami. Yeah. Uh, next game are the 49ers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks are only one point favorites at home. Taylor, why don't you take the lead? Uh, San Francisco 49ers. I really believe that this is going to be Jimmy G's real coming out party um, because even though he had a great start to the season last year, it obviously ended uh, tragically in injury. Um, everyone's it wasn't, a, everyone, it wasn't a shooting. It wasn't a tragedy. Everyone is still looking at this and saying, can Jimmy G live up, to the, up. Live up to the contract that he signed Prove it. when he got traded? Now, that being said, I just honestly think that this is a game where you're going to see like we saw flashes of it really last year, and it was only really the tip of the iceberg. But George Kittle is top oh two God. tight in this well, league. Well, he broke the record uh, right after Kelsey broke it for but that's, receiving yards. But dude, that's what I'm saying, dude. It's only the tip of the iceberg. How good that fucking guy is. Yeah. Give him a stable quarterback. He had Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard last year. Give him Jimmy Garoppolo. Everything fucking changes. He's right. the best tight end in the league. All right, Joshua, 49ers. Uh, this hurts my heart. But um, Bruce Arians is going to continue to prove why he is the best coach in the NFL. He's the best coach. He's not. He's built. His name is Bill Belichick. No, no. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I think today, uh, outside of Belichick, because what Belichick has done, we all know about. Uh, so you're willing cheated. to get Arians that title despite not having really won? I will. Okay. I will. Just based on what, I think he's, he's, a great what coach. he's able to get out of his players, what he's able to do with pieces that you think are past their prime. Uh, are not going to be, you know, quality players. Sexy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think Same that uh, under his direction, I think that under his direction, Jameis Winston and Mike Evans are going to light it up, and uh, I can't, I can't pick against them at home. Uh, so I'm going to take the Bucks. Uh, I too am going to take the Tampa s- Bay Buccaneers steal some here. Crab legs. Um, I think at home uh, again, Bruce Arians, he's going to be able to bring something new, a new, sh- a new side to Jameis Winston potentially. Uh, a lot of different things you can do there. Um, I, the 49ers are still in this. Um, transition period as Jimmy Garoppolo is trying to get back on track. I think it's going to take him a few games to do it. I think it's going to be a very, very high-scoring game. Yeah, Probably I think it's going to be a little bit of the scoring of the, of the week, um, but I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right. Uh, next game we got are the Kansas City Chiefs at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Chiefs are four-point favorites on the road. Um, I think oof. I think that line is ridiculous, and I'm just going to go out and say it, and I'm not gonna, don't let me elaborate. It's the Chiefs. That's it. Done. Okay, so you're going to take the Chiefs. You don't need to go into it, Josh. Um, 
I'm going to take the Jags in the surprise. Okay. Uh, I am going to take the Chiefs as well. I mean, it could happen, man, because, like, that... I mean that um that that Chiefs defense wasn't at, at all really wasn't really that great. No, on it paper. wasn't good. It I mean, it listen, wasn't good. Their yardage a, totals listen, were absurd. A subpar Broncos team led by Case Keenum took them to the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah. So I mean, they it, lost uh, what's his name, Justin Houston, and but they uh, did get Frank Clark. I mean, but they so what? But Frank they, Clark's a great. And it's all right. A great, no, he, dude, four hundred five million dollars. If you want me to show you the stats, he was one of the five best defensive ends in the league last year. That's great. Well, and then they they also <laughs> lost Eric Berry. So let's, oh, whatever. He, they didn't have him last year anyway. Doesn't so matter. It's still Eric him. Berry, dude. Yeah, but he's not even on a team now. All right. Well, because you're fucking lymphoma or something. That's some not shit. why. He fucking his feet are fucked. All right. Whatever, dude. I'm just telling you. Grow fuck up. the Chiefs. I don't care. Shut up. Eat shit. But you took them. Well, because we're we're doing we're doing our picks, and I oh, want to not lose. So you're being mature, and I want to not fucking lose. Well, you're gonna lose. I'm not getting Colucci's fucking name <laughs> tattooed on so, me. So, Josh, you have the Jaguars, you have the Chiefs, or, and I have the Chiefs as well. I agree. I do think this is gonna be a pretty tight game. I don't know. I, so, I really love the Jaguars' defense, and I picked them to win the division. Um, but this is the kind of game where how long can you contain Pat Mahomes? And how much can you contain Pat Mahomes might be the better question. Because he will turn it on at some point. I've grown to hate Jalen Ramsey. Really have. But I would love nothing more to see him rip his helmet off and just start screaming at Pat Mahomes. You trash. Like he did to the fucking Bills that one game last year. Well, the Bills trash. Yeah, 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 but they lost. They lost. Yeah, I know. I I understand that. And you just want to see him get burned then. That's what I'm saying. saying. Okay, I got you. I wouldn't wouldn't Um, hate it. I think it'll be a tight game going into the the second half. But I think Pat Mahomes eventually is going to hit that spark. And I don't think Nick Foles is at the point with this team. And he doesn't have the same weapons or offensive coordinator or coach that he had in Philadelphia. He won't be able to keep up when... And it gets to a two-score game. And the one thing the Chiefs do well on defense is the pass rush. And once they can pin their ears back and get at the quarterback with a lead. Because um, the Jaguars are only going to win based as far as their running game goes. Okay. okay. Next game, the Tennessee Titans at the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are five-and-a-half-point favorites. A lot of hype. A lot of energy. Browns are winning this game. Easily, yeah. I think that, again, this is one of those things where they're just going to make. This is going to be a statement win for Cleveland. Yeah, Listen, they're going to come out. And you just- have, it's, it's the same thing when the Mets were making their run, right? What's happened? You have to beat the bad teams. Put them the fuck down. Yeah, this is no. There's no exception yeah. here. Ryan Tannehill, Marcus Mariota, doesn't matter. Put down the bad fucking. Yeah, teams. it doesn't matter who's a quarterback for them. The Brown, even if you put Tom Brady back there with the Titans' talent, it wouldn't beat the Browns right now. Nope, because the Titans don't have that much talent. They outside of Derrick Henry, they don't have any premier playmakers on either side of the ball. They have a decent offensive line. They have a decent defensive line, but they don't have those great skill position players. And it's, the Browns happen to have quite a few of them. It's one of those things where they have they have one wide receiver that could possibly do something. Corey Davis. Yeah, but he he's, decent. Seen, he's decent, but, but he, he, he ain't he's Jarvis not, Landry. He ain't exactly. Odell Beckham. Well, he was in the same draft as Mike Williams. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Josh? Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Browns. Uh, the Titans are just really one of those teams right now that we're in they stink. don't really got anything going on. Hey, yes, yeah, there's nothing to be hyped about. They're, they're they're probably in one of those worst positions than the Dolphins or Giants are because they're probably good enough to win like five to seven games and screw themselves out of the dra- high draft pick they definitely need. Yeah. The Titans are in a, or the Titans are in a position where they should just have a fire sale and just get draft. They've picks. kind of been that way for a while. I'm, now, I'm saying because like because they ha- they have this weird notion of grandeur where they think they're going to actually compete and then they they yeah. show flashes where they could compete then they don't. They just got to get. 
tear it down, dude. Yeah. Burn uh, it down! Uh, the next game, the Los Angeles Rams at the Carolina Panthers. Do we need, really need to spend a lot of time on this one? No. no. Panthers um, Rams. So, yeah, I mean... You I see Aaron Donald go off? Yeah, watch that, watch with, that game, With the dude. Panthers' offensive line. Um, I don't Cam's, see... Cam's, Cam's, Cam's going to be fucking running dude, for his Cam's life Cam's not playing this week. 16 games again this year. No, he already got beat not, up in preseason, yeah. man. Like, thought, I sucks. think it was, was the second preseason game. He was already in a walking boot He was boot in a walking boot. Like, is this... Do you think... That we the first couple weeks always have those one or two like holy shit upsets. Yep. Yeah. Could this one be it? No. It could be. I think it I, could be because we're so. Co- I'm like I don't think so at all, and that's probably why it is. You know, based yeah. based on Cam and his talent alone, it's always a possibility that he could fucking do something that you're yeah, not expecting. You don't have enough dude, talent you to win ex- on talent alone. But you didn't expect Ryan Fitzpatrick to light up the fucking Saints the first week of the season I'm last still year. Want to it's throw one of those up because I took the fucking Saints in my parlay. I wasn't gonna fucking <laughs> well, throw up about well, it. So. <laughs> I still think the Rams are going to win because they have that pedigree. They have that. They've got to the Super Bowl. I know they lost, but this is one of those scary games because again, Cam can always become Cam again. Yeah. You don't know, but I don't think it's this game. Uh, the Detroit Lions at the Arizona Cardinals. The Lions are two and a half point road favorites. May I? Yes, please. I'm going with the fucking Arizona Cardinals. Okay. I really believe that they're, like, again, this isn't a holy shit thing. This is, like, I, I saw this line. I looked at it. I'm thinking to myself, the, flip a fucking coin, seriously, regardless of what Matthew Stafford, anyone else, or how bad the Cardinals uh, roster is. Um, you just have to take into account that I just think they're going to get one. one. One game early, and that's it. That's what I believe. I think they're going to come out strong, and then they're going to fucking... <sighs> Nosedive okay. right into the ground. So they're going to start out one and zero, and then go like two and uh, win, two and fourteen. Yeah, two and fourteen. Okay, yeah. Josh. Uh, I'm going to take the Cardinals as well. I think that uh, with Kyler Murray's style of play, it's one of those things that's going to take NFL teams by you remember surprise. Remember when Cam Newton's first game when he was just run, even though he's Deshaun games, Watson he was running all over mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, Cam I, Newton I was also that, six six. Yeah. Dude. I, you know, think about like you know this type of quarterback. And go ahead, ring your bell. Oh, one of them. Because I'm not, I'm not even saying it like that. But if you think about that type of quarterback, athletic, you think about explosive, it, coming so from the guy. The who had first Michael time Vick. you see them in game action, Vince Young, Cam Newton. You see that different kind of speed on the field. You know, it just takes the other team by surprise. There's no Johnny tape on this guy. <laughs> Jamar- Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, no, I get what you're saying. They're, the way they play is at a different speed. Yeah. And you're talking, they're bringing in this new offense with Cliff Kingsbury um, and that no one's really seen in the NFL before. There's been shades of it in Kansas City. Um, you know, What's the, the Kansas City model? The, the Cardinals have you know the, the wild card because no one really knows what to expect from them. They're expected to be terrible, but they have this quarterback that people expect to be just this energy on the field and that he should be able to light people up, maybe not right away, but down the road, and I don't think that's going to start in Week One. I think the Lions are going to beat the Cardinals at um, in Arizona. I think that um, the defense of the Lions is going to be surprisingly good this year. The thing that they're going to be able to do very well, and the one time the biggest reason that quarterbacks can like like Kyler Murray can run around so well is because they see the pocket collapse around them from the edge, and they generally take off up the middle or right th- through the guard. The Lions specifically, what they do well is pressure up the middle. That's because they have one snacks Harrison. And the, well, they they still have Ziggy Anza they, too. Uh, no, they lost Ziggy Anza. Oh, they did. Ziggy Anza's not on the team anymore. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, but I Whatever. think the Lions' defense is is actually pretty decent. I think Matt Patricia's get, Matt Patricia and Patriots' defenses in general always handled scrambling quarterbacks pretty damn well. And I think that'll be the case here. I think uh, Kyler Murray's going to get his ass kicked. I think that Matthew Stafford is going to put up a huge game, and I think the Lions are going to win this one by double digits. Okay, personally, 
All right, so I'm the only one taking the Lions, which is good. It would be weird if we were all just taking the same team. We all have to get Colucci tattoos. Um, all right, the next game. What happens if there's this, a three-way tie? Uh, we, we fuck each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to do that anyway. You're right. Um, all right, the next game is tied for the biggest spread of the week. Actually, no, this is the biggest spread of the week. Um, the biggest Cincinnati- spread of the week is going to be Richie's ass tomorrow when he's hanging out with Manfro. <laughs> yeah, dude, the biggest spread of the year is Colucci's butthole. <laughs> Uh, big, the biggest point spread of the week is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks are nine and a half point favorites. Yeah. Uh, Seattle. Yes. Yeah. Seattle. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think you need to spend much time on that. Uh, you know, again, the Bengals, we've said this with a couple teams, have new coaches. You don't really know what to expect. Zach Taylor's the new head coach, former offensive uh, coordinator and quarterbacks coach for the Rams. Um, I think this is people buying into the McVay hype and wanting to hire anyone that worked with McVay. Same reason Cliff Kingsbury got hired because he worked with Pat Mahomes at one point. The Chiefs uh, the, the Chiefs model kind of thing, like Francesca said. Kansas City model. The Kansas City what model. What is that? So I think that, um, you know, AJ, Explain it to you know, me. AJ Green isn't playing. Yeah. Uh, so what are, what are the Bengals going to be able to do? In Seattle, which you know is a fucking loud building. I, I yeah. still, I still think Joe Mixon will have a good game, but I mean, come sure. on, let's be real. Yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, shit. Cool. Suck ass and dick. Um, next game is the Indianapolis Colts at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are seven point favorites at home. Taylor. Chargers. Just again, I feel like I'm just picking all my fucking division rivals, but uh, the Chargers. Just because, I mean, with it being so close to the season, with Andrew Luck retiring the way he did. To be honest, it wasn't even his fault because some asshole broke the news too early while he was on the yeah, sideline. Yada yada yada. Um, but overcoming the loss of Andrew <coughs> Luck will be a little too much for the Colts this entire season. And this is just one of those games where just the Chargers are a better team. Yeah. And Jacoby Brissett just doesn't have the experience. He's played a lot, but he hasn't he, had he a just, lot of time in the offseason well, with the ones. I, I, like, I, it's, I also said it last week too. He's just not the guy. He's he's yeah, he's, he's gonna a be a per- a he's gonna be a perennial backup his entire career. And there's nothing he's, wrong with that. Yeah, no. But no. he's just not the guy. He'll be a quality backup. He'll be like Matt Hasselback. Yeah. So the Chargers. And on, wait, what's that spread? Seven. I know we haven't done this, but they're, they're, I, I would take the Chargers. And I would definitely take the Chargers to cover for okay. sure. I would cover. Josh, uh, I'm taking the Chargers too. Uh, Jacoby Brissett has not had enough time to adjust to his new reality as the starter going yeah. forward. And I can't see the team as a whole not uh, just on kind of a low right now. Correct. Not, again, not Andrew Luck's fault. And mm-hmm. I think that everybody understands that. But it's so close to the season. These guys were excited. And then, you know, the this news gets broken. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, too, am going to take the Chargers. I was actually thinking for a minute there I was going to take the Colts because now they have that mindset like everyone's doubting us. Everyone's doubting Jacoby Brissett. We still have this great offensive line, this young defense. Chargers are without Derwin James or out Melvin Gordon. Um, you know, Derwin James especially to have to deal with a quarterback like Jacoby Brissett is a big X factor. Um, with that said, I still think the Chargers are the more talented team overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is that game that I think might be that upset we just talked about. Yeah. This is the game that scares me because the Colts, you know, while Andrew Luck made them that much better, they got better overall. There's a reason that he came back from a year off and was putting up one of his best years of his career, and that's because they improved the offensive line. They improve the defense. This is that game that scares me the most. Right. So, um, but I am going to take the Chargers. Um, the next game, <laughs> uh, seven point favorites at home is the New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Guys, <laughs> the fact that that's only seven points, yeah. you're doing a favor. I know they're the going to be without Zeke um, from the sounds of it, barring something dramatic, but uh, the Cowboys are just the better team everywhere. Everywhere? 
pretty much. Right? I don't know where Cor- corner wide receiver. Even like you said, even with a Zeke, actually running no, back well, is the only place the Giants have them. The running yeah. running back position. Yeah. Uh, the the Cowboys have a better pass rush. They have a better defensive line. They have a better offensive line. They have better corners. Okay. Uh, better wait, wide receivers. Um, like so, did they they extended Demarcus Lawrence? Right? Did they extend him or did they give him the franchise? Franchise, I believe he's playing on. Well, I mean, he's still making a shitload of yeah, money. He's but making, I, I think Jerry's known for signing his guys. Jerry's he's, about to get in a lot of trouble. I know that. But Do you know why though? No, not really. Um, it's come out that the Cowboys have been engaging in negotiating with players without their agents present, which is not only a violation of the NFL Players Association and the collective bargaining agreement, it is actually illegal in any kind of union to negotiate without a union representative there. Wow. And the, the, the Jones are so dumb. Jerry and his stupid son go on the radio and talk about doing this. And the main reason they can't get Ze- um, Zeke in the building is because they're trying to get Zeke in the building without his agent. They're going to lose draft picks or something. You can't do that, dude. He's getting gonna, a lot of trouble. There's going to be a fat fine. Um, but regardless of that, going back to the shitty Giants, and the, you know, I don't. Giants fans are get all pissy at me, and Fudge is going to get mad. You don't give the Giants any love. What's the love? What's the, the love? Dude, the team's a dumpster fire. Saquon is incredible. He's a, gener- he's a generational player. He led player. all running backs in yards from scrimmage last year as a rookie. He's incredible. He's not enough. Dude, you had the, that running back last year, and you still finished one of the worst records in the league. A running back does not improve your team that you, much you had, because you can get a good running back almost anywhere. You had Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham Jr. on the same offense, and you barely won, what, five games? They won five games. That's yeah, what I'm saying, they barely. Won, yeah, exactly. Like by the, I know people are like, oh, they had a lead going into the fourth quarter. Of yeah, but you still lost. It doesn't fucking lost. matter if you yeah, had the fucking dude, lead. You had the lead, and you blew it because you have no defensive players. And the defensive <laughs> players you had, you got rid of. Olivier Vernon, Snacks, Harrison, Gone. Everyone. Now, yeah. who's dude, your who's your who's your best player? Alec Ogletree, they dude. Got, they got still got Jack Rabbit, Janoris Jenkins. Oh, overrated. Yeah. Overrated. Yeah. Um, Shut up. So we're all in agreement here. The Cowboys. No. Yes. Well, you're gonna take the Giants. I am taking the New York Football okay. Giants. You're pissing me off, Josh. Who, who else? Who besides the Dallas Cowboys could have a trap game in Week One? That's that's a fair point. That's a very very fair point. Um, and I yeah, think there were and, trap games week Eli, one, but I guess. You know, the, it, what <laughs> you're going to see, and I'm, I, I might need to take screenshots of the people that say this. People like, Eli owns them in Dallas. I can prove otherwise. Does he? He won the first game that was played there, yes, and he <laughs> autographed Ooh. the building. But if you look at his numbers in Dallas, it's about... I'm taking, I'm taking them on a whim. I'm not taking them on any football you knowledge. you got to take a couple of those. I'm just saying, to me... Uh, the Cowboys are the better team. Yeah, you know. they're they're definitely got a they're, swagger they're about them. They're supposed to win, and that's because the they have a swagger about them. Because they've been a media circus. Because they're the Cowboys, but because they've already been such a media circus this early into the season, it's a trap game. I'm taking the Giants. No, you know, sometimes you got to pick the Bills over the Ravens and win. Uh, you know, ninety ninety five bucks yeah. on a fucking stupid fucking uh, money line bet. That's fair. All right, next game, uh, the Sunday night game, is the Pittsburgh Steelers at the New England Patriots. This is the easiest game of the week, and it's not close. This is the easiest game of the week to pick because Mike Tomlin cannot beat Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. For being a defensive coordinator, he his, he has his worst defensive games against the Patriots, and it's always the same thing that beats him. And I like Mike Tomlin a lot, but for being a defensive genius, when's the last time the Steelers had a really, really good defense? They've had good players, but they haven't had a top five defense. Last time they had a really, really good defense defense was good last year. It was okay. uh, Tied the league lead in sacks. Two years ago, they were playing really well until Ryan Shazier got hurt. Yeah. So that's part of it. But 
in New England, raising their Super Bowl banner again. Fucking assholes. Ooh. I'm tired of that fucking Ooh. shithole Gillette. Oh, you assholes in Boston. I'm going to be there. I'm Dude, go, take a, go fucking take a dump on the stadium. I'm, I'm literally going to just take a picture of me flipping off Gillette. No, can you take it. a shit? Yeah. No. Okay, here's a better idea. So you don't have to actually drop trial. Just put your hand in your ass and shit and then wipe it on the building. What yeah. I, I might as well go through a fucking drive-thru and just and just do the fucking ice cream cone No, thing. I want you to do it to Gillette. Your duty on Gillette. Think about it. I'm not I'm Dude, not but do think that. about if you did it. <laughs> You're the worst. Because, <laughs> but imagine no, if you because did it, that's how you do it. But like, imagine if you but, did it. But if you did... Yeah, I understand. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. We'd be able to talk about it on the show. Yeah, right, dude. McConaughey. You'd be like, hey, guys, guess oh, what? Oh, now you're going to pressure me into content is what you're doing. <laughs> I, I wipe, I wipe yours, yours, you, a You're definitely feature. a fucking producer now. Wipe <laughs> some duty. Wipe some duty. Do it and you're cool. Yeah, duty Fuck. and you're cool. <laughs> okay. Um, Patriots, not even without a question. Yeah. I think they're going to run them over. Now, I, I thought about it. I really did, but I'm going to take the pads, too, just because, well, I more or less think that Juju's going to have a massive year this whoa, year. Whoa, with whoa, whoa. No, I don't no appreciate anti semitism on yeah. the show. Hey, hold on. Oh, whoa, sorry, whoa, whoa. sorry. 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 Okay, that sorry. wide receiver that used to play for you, USC. You gotta say, the guy, the Schuster, whose first name is a candy. <laughs> Juju Smith Juju Bees. Sure. Get it? Yeah, uh, yeah it but out. the Patriots are gonna run him over, I think. I don't think this is really gonna be close. Okay. Um, yeah. It's one of those games. They almost always win their All opener right, shut at up. home. Go, move on. Because uh, they always win the Super Bowl. Uh, next game, Houston Texans at the New Orleans Saints. Uh, another easy one for me. I think the Saints are going to fucking roll them. Yeah. Roll them. They're going to destroy Deshaun Watson. They're not going to be able to get the ball moving on the ground. Um, although Duke Johnson is a very good running back, he's going to have a very hard time getting going because he's not the same kind of between-the-tackle runner that Lamar Miller is. He can't create his own running lane like Lamar Miller can. And behind that offensive line, you kind of have to create your own lane. Didn't they bring in Doug Martin? No, Doug Martin's still on the Raiders. No, no, Doug, um, Doug Martin got cut. He's not. I don't think he's on the. And if he is, Doug Martin stinks. He's no, fucking I'm, like forty. I'm just the saying. Worst. Like, yeah, the muscle hamster. Yeah, fucking hamster. How many fucking games did he actually? Yeah, you play? know what I do with hamsters? I turn, I turn on my vacuum cleaner. <laughs> fucking muscle hamster stinks. He had like one good run ever. Um, yeah, I think the Saints are gonna sm- smack him in the mouth. I don't think this is gonna be close. Loud building. Deshaun Watson, a guy that has to rely on being able to hear his calls and his team to hear them because he's changing things at the line. Um, he's gonna have a really hard time. Saints win this one. They cover the spread at seven. Same New Orleans Saints. Yeah. I'm not picking against Saints at home in week one. I can, I'm not doing it. Unless Ryan Fitzpatrick, a quarterback. No, did, like, <laughs> it, especially coming quarterback. off the, you know, the, the heartbreaking loss. It's just they're out for blood this season. Yeah, I they think really so. They really are. Yeah. Um, all right, next game. Taylor. Uh-huh. Denver Broncos at the Oakland Raiders, and the Raiders are one and a half point favorites. It's a fucking joke. Well, you got to think. It's a th- that's the that's your first mistake. Well, no, you get three points at home. The I Raiders understand. are at home. They're really not that big of favorites. Like it's one and a half is like. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's still, fuck. And I, it's no well, because and it, it, in reality, it's hype. No, in, in reality, it's a pick 'em. Is really yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. So um, at one and a half, um, I'm, I'm picking Denver. Not be, not because I'm a homer, because I just think they're a better team. They are. Um, it's just one of those things where the, the Raiders are always gonna just get in their own way, shoot themselves in the foot. That's just what they're good at. Um, Antonio Brown is still not at 100%, and even though he's not, he's still the best, second best. I also think he's going to be on the same page with Derek Derek Carr. Carr. I don't think so. Um, I think... Not to mention with following hard knocks, there's just a weird stigma around the team. I just I don't I don't see it. It's one of those things, and I just really I, I'm picking Denver. Yeah, uh, I too am taking Denver here. I think, see Bradley that I think that their defense is going to be entirely too much for Derek Carr, uh, a young running back, and Josh Jacobs. Although I think he's going to have a great year and win Rookie of the Year. His first game to face that defense. Um, new head coach who's going to completely change the defensive scheme. Guys are going to be moving all over the field. Uh, huge games from Von Miller. Huge game from Bradley Chubb. 
Um, I don't see how the Raiders win this one. I think this is they're one and a half point favorites. I think they're going to win by double digits. Personally, uh, I don't think this is going to be a close game. I hope so too. John Gruden does not know anything about the NFL in 2019. I'm not picking the Raiders. I can't pick the Raiders. Fuck him. And his stupid fucking. Uh, well, uh, my favorite play, Spider Two Y Banana yeah, over here. Fuck him and his stupid fucking Spider Two Y Banana and his stupid fucking haircut. Fuck Chucky. Antonio Brown and his frozen fucking feet <laughs> and his stupid fucking assholery. I still, have, I still have his name muted on Twitter. Fuck that guy. I'm picking the Broncos. Fair. Proud okay. Of, proud of you. All right. So Taylor, um, I wanted to pass this segment over to you as our residential uh, residential degenerate, degenerate gambler, gambler and cunt. Um, please bring this week's you you watch I listen bet DSI safe bets of the week. So safe bets of the week. So I have four different bets for you guys. Um, what I'm going to do is I split them up into the one o'clock games, the four o'clock games, a couple over unders, and then just one out the blue in case you guys want to go hear for it. it. So my 14 parlay for the one o'clock games. Now these are all going to be money line. We're not going to do the spread. Um, uh, if you're feeling froggy, definitely go for it. But these are all going to be just straight money line picks. Um, so for my four uh, for my 14 par- parlay for the one o'clock games, I have the Eagles, Rams, Browns, and Chiefs. As your surefire winner. Yes. And then for the 4 o'clock games, I have the Cowboys, 49ers, Pats, and Saints. It's a little bit more iffy because with the 49ers not being that great of a team, it'll give you a little bit better of an odds boost. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I really believe that they're just going to beat the Bucks. Okay. Um, so that uh, the, um, those are my parlays. Um, again, for a parlay to work, you have to have every single team win. There's no spread. It's just a money line. Yep. Um, Next, now these are futures bets. It's entirely up to you guys. Um, I have the Bears. I'm taking the Bears at over nine and a half games. These are all lines on betdsi.com. Wait, we just did this last week. No, I understand that. Oh. But no, I'm saying like we oh, did the, the money. Yes. No, the, no, no. I'm, I'm the doing money. The, I'm doing the over. I'm saying which over-unders I'm, I'm personally going to take. Oh. I just, you know what I'm saying? What's the over-under? Yeah. So what's the over? Uh, I'm I'm def- I'm hammering the over on the Bears over nine and a half games. Okay, that one's really good. And then I'm also hammering the under on the Bills at seven and at seven games. Okay, that's what I believe. Now this one is a very much a shot in the dark, and this is just this is very much a Taylor bet. These two guys will tell you for sure. Um, most rushing yards this season at plus twelve hundred. I have. Nick Chubb, hundred dollars wins you twelve hundred dollars. That is my chance for this year. Nick Chubb's going to lead the league in rushing. Oh, that's an interesting bet. Actually, it's not even a bad bet because they. Teams are going to be spending so much time focusing on the passing game of the Browns that, and even when the passing game wasn't that great last year, Nick yeah. Chubb still killed, yeah, killed it. it. Killed it. So those are your bet. You're safe. Those you watch. I listen. Bet DSI picks of the week. As always, go to betdsi.com. Sign up using promo code YWIL for a free twenty five dollar deposit and a one hundred percent bonus match on your first deposit. So again, just going over one more time. One o'clock games. Fourteen parlay. Eagles, Rams, Browns, Chiefs. It's just easier. Watch the one o'clock games. Be done with it. Four o'clock games. Fourteen parlay. Cowboys, 49ers, Pats, Saints. Done. All right, guys. This was episode 67 of You Watch, I Listen. Uh, We got our picks for the week. We got um, our reviews for the week, and we got our NFL picks for the week one of the NFL season. very ready. Um, You have a fun trip up in Boston this weekend coming up. Shipping off to Boston. Um, We will... So this episode, we're actually going to have like almost two weeks off. We're not going to be recording until not this coming Wednesday, the Wednesday after. Until like what, week one? Uh, Well, right before week two, the Wednesday before week two. Okay. Um, So something crazy could happen before then. And if there are any changes that we want to make to our picks, I will have to acknowledge them in some type of yeah, social we'll, media post we'll, we'll so we can actually keep track of it. Yeah, we'll figure um, it out. Because I think that's fair with this much time between it that we could switch yeah. our picks. Yeah. Right? Sounds All right, good. guys. We will see you next week. Thank you to Lobo Sound. Thank you to Fudge and Fins. Hashtag Shots Like Podcast. And shout out BetDSI. And shout out to BetDSI. We will see you guys we'll next. see you at another two time. Weeks. Bye.